your mother sucks cocks in hell, Tammy. <laughs> you got some you, you play some music? Here it is. Oh, shit! I'm drinking a beer with Sonic Sharon right now. <laughs> 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 Little tubular bells to get it going. Fuck me. Fuck me. Ah, I think I suck Fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. Fucking brutal, dude. To this day, dude, to this day, it is fucking brutal. It's, it's still shocking. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, it's hard for me to watch, dude. It's hard. I mean, it's I don't my favorite. It's hard, but I mean, it's hard to watch, you know. It's my it's my favorite uh, number one horror film next to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, All right. Yeah, it, it, it is. There's so many layers to it. And you listen yeah. to this music, and this guy this guy didn't score the film to this music. You know, William Freakin found this and was like, "I like this better than the orchestra." Uh, you know. That he hired to, and he fired him. He's like, yeah. take, take this brand X street cocksucker out of here, and he threw his fucking music out the window. <laughs> fired the whole fucking band. Like, dude, he went ape shit, dude. It was crazy. Uh, freaking was the man, dude. He was the oh, he was out of control. He's the man. He, and the guys, I, I forget the uh, amazing composer. Um, yeah. And uh, I forget his name, but he was the guy that did the, the uh, musical score for. Um, and Medieval Horror, which is fucking oh, scary as fuck, dude. Medieval Horror you know? is awesome. Yeah. And he just, he just like, no, fuck this guy. And it was like, oh, you're an asshole. But, you know, that, that's freaking. He, he was fucking brutal. He's like, dude. He's brutal, dude. He's like, I don't like it. It's not, it's not my movie. It's, it's, I don't feel this. He's I'm not feeling it. He's like, a, he's like a hubris, man. So it's like, fuck you. I'll make you, oh, do, yeah. like, I'll make you do like 64 takes and drive you insane. Fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking bitch slap fucking Kubrick right in this fucking... What an asshole. What a fucking asshole. Well, man, it works. It works, man. That's all it worked. No, it's fucking brutal. You know, I, I read The Shining after seeing it, you know, when I was a kid, and, and was very upset. I understood where Stephen King was coming from. He was just like, Oh, definitely. I, I definitely saw Stephen King coming from. Dude, yeah. you, you wiped your ass with my book, dude. Like, what the fuck, dude? And he did. He did. He's like... I'm going to use this for toilet paper. Page 350. I'm wiping my ass. And fl- probably flushed it down the toilet with shit all over it. And, and, uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Fucking brutal. I'm going to come in the pages. Like, you That's know, it. Here's my dick, but I'm going to do it. Anyway. Fuck yeah. you, Stephen King. Yeah, fuck you fucking Chattywaga. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King's like 28, you know, pissed yeah, off. People don't understand, like, yeah, we just see him as this, he's always been perpetually 40. It's like, no, he was a fucking young-ass kid, dude, like, straight up, yeah, you know. serious shit, too. He's fucking alcoholic, and he fucking got back on track, and it's like... Alcoholic like and like blow, and did a lot of blow. Like me, man. <laughs> Oh, the blow. So much blow. For so he was writing, like, uh... Well, fucking high as shit. No, he has, he has no recollection of writing it. You know, like, no that's recollection. like me doing artwork, sitting here fucked up and going, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> 
or that's a piece of shit. Like, oh my god, dude, you should stop that. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's oh my favorite, my man. That's why he's my fucking jam. I love that guy. He's a real dude. Well, he's, we, we grew up with him, you know, like, yeah. it, you know, and, and, and just, like, my mother was reading his work and was, like, loving it, and I was this little kid, and I'm going, and I would just see the book covers and was freaked out. Oh, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's the book freaked me the fuck out, man, as a kid. Yeah, man. That for a fucking church, the church the, on the cover. Whoa, yeah, but if you, and if you look very closely, you see the father carrying his, the, the body of his child, dude, of Gage. Like, if you look I at that painting, in a pet cemetery, I don't want to live my life again. <laughs> Fucking awesome, dude. Oh, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to live my life again, dude. That's fucked up, dude. Like, brutal, like, man. <laughs> You remember the eight two one driver listening to fucking Sheena? Sheena is a punk rocker. Sheena is a punk rocker. Sheena is a punk rocker. Oh, oh my God! Those guys, man. I mean, they contacted the Ramones. Was like, would you do a song for this movie? And they were like, fuck yeah, we love Stephen King. If King, and they, he was like, I love the Ramones, man. Like, I oh, he name. always talks about it. Always quotes them in his books and back in the day and shit. Yeah. And he was like, they love them. Yeah, how man. cool, you know, how cool is that? It was like, before social media, before, and what I call social media, to me it's like, this is a big telepathic, low rent telepathic, by the way. Yeah, All right, we're all like shitting our thoughts out. Onto this thing, yeah. and um, it, it's like being telepathic. We're all sharing our thoughts. This isn't like us having a conversation. We like to think that it is. It's like, no, um, when hate is spewed or whatever, our actual thought, you know, shitting on somebody's like, oh, man, I love fucking, uh, I got to bust your balls on this one. I, lo- I love Guns N' Roses. You're like, I hate Guns N' Roses. And that is a thought. Like, that's a thought. You're not, like, writing an article or having a conversation. You just vomited that out, and you were like, that's how I feel. And then people respond, right? I know you do. And I was there when they were, like, just that, that album came out, and, like, I was there. And it was out of control, Jeremy. I, mean, I was young. I was young, and I saw a lot of people like my dad's friends loved Guns N' Roses, but I, I just, my dad right. was like, my dad was like, well, nah. And no, was your like, dad, nah. your dad taught you the hatred. Your dad put his hate. <laughs> he me the, Let's he be honest. He's just like, I don't like him, and I'm like, what? No, he did fine. it to you. I'm telling you, man. Like, my, cause my parents were ridiculous. They had no concepts who Guns N' Roses were. They were like, whoa, whoa. They didn't care. They didn't listen to it. They grew up on, like, whatever they did. And for me, it was like, I was there. And it just, and then I had punk friends that were like, fuck those motherfuckers, dude. You fucking stop, dude. And, you know, and it, was, it, it was fun. It was fun watching it all. But I can honestly say, that first album was, like, pretty badass. I don't care what you say. I was there for that. I was there for that. You know, it was crazy, dude. Hey, I'm not. I'm not here to shit on anybody to like anything, especially if it's Gunner Roses. I just I want to state my 
You I did it. That, that was my point. That was my point of the, yeah, it's, this you. is not you. an article. This is not whatever. We are sharing our complete and total deep-seated thoughts projected on this thing, which we call social media. Sometimes it is good. Sometimes it is hurtful. Yeah. Sometimes it is terrible. It just destroyed Roseanne Barr. We'll destroy her. She's done. Yeah. She got publicly executed. That's it. It's over. You're look done. At the, uh, look at the very sad. It, you're very sad as far as to me and where I go. This person, uh, a lot of comedians looked up to her. She came out of nowhere. I, I remember her rise. I, I'll never forget it. Roddy Dangerfield put her out there and was like, this, this is Roseanne. She's amazing. So I was watching. Yeah, you know, almost the difference between Roseanne and Rodney. Almost, Rodney seemed to have he every joke he said had more of a like (laughs) it had more of a like. um, uh, For this is just coming from me. This is cabal, right? This this is how we speak. Yeah, cabal seemed like social media is just cabal. So it's like right, right, totally. This shit, they they know who we are. So it's like whatever. But like when Rodney would say a joke, when he would say a joke on Letterman or some shit, there was like a a huge percentage of like charm, but also yes. no, but also knowing that what he's probably saying probably isn't the best thing. But it's like but but there was this self death. He ripped on himself. There was a self deprecation going on, man. Exactly. Was, exactly. Where it was like we're laughing at him ripping on his own life. And the thing about Rodney was Rodney was like fifty. When he yeah. finally came out, because he tried to be a comedian when he was young, it yeah. did, it, did, it didn't work for him, and he had a family. And he, yes, yeah. and he and, and he tried to like you know just be funny, and what he did, but what he did, which was genius, is that he fucking like all those years, like all right, all right I'm gonna go back into my sales job, which is like selling aluminum siding and shit in New Jersey, yeah. and and what he did though on the side was write his jokes. He, he kept. And he has a, literally a million zingers. You can go on YouTube and type in like Ryan Dangerfield, Johnny Carson. Yeah. And this guy's this guy's just he was nonstop. He drops like like killing, killing it. Drops like twenty zingers about himself. He's like, yeah, you know, my my, my wife was fucking blah blah blah, and then fucking Johnny can't stop laughing. No, you can't. You can't. You got Ed, Ed McMahon's next to him. Ed McMahon's next to him, and he can't stop laughing. And, and he just completely rips, just rips on himself, which is like amazing. Because I could, I could totally relate to that. Like, dude, I'm so short that like, you know, my wife looks down at me and is like, "Damn, I'm short, but you're fucking ridiculous." You know, you know. I mean, that that's his thing. <laughs> that's his thing. Like, you know, you know, it's like holy shit. And it's funny, and he's always grabbing his tie, and he's and that gives you the like Rogan was talking about this the other day. He's like he would grab his tie, and that's your moment to laugh at his joke. He paused, yeah. yeah. and I'm seeing these beats like it's like almost like music. He has yeah. these beats to his Agreed. comedy, right? Yeah. And you're Agreed. going, what the fuck, dude? Like, holy shit, this guy's a genius, Got and he just had fun. Feet. He just had fun, and that's it. Have fun. But he, he he brought Roseanne in, and like the saddest thing of all was today Rogan posted. He's like, because he was gonna have her, he's gonna give her a fair like. Let, I'll give you, you can speak on my show, and I'll let you explain yourself. And Ro, I don't know if you saw this, but Rogan posted. He's like, Roseanne backed out of the 
discussion we were going to have. She didn't want to. No. She feels terrible. She didn't want to travel. And she, he's like, I just hope she finds peace in all of this. Like, Rogan said this. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm so sorry that, you know, this all happened, and I, I just hope she finds peace with herself, because she's, she's completely was public, publicly executed. You're a monster. She's a monster, and she's been, it's like, what? She said some stupid shit. Is she a monster? I don't you know, think I, so. I don't think she's a monster. I think she's a dummy. I think she's stupid. She made a no, stupid no, fucking I, thing. I but agree. Damn, dude. God I damn. I don't. I don't think she's a. I don't think she's a total monster. I think she's just fucked up. And like you were saying yep. before, with social media, it's like you have no room to fuck up. No, so, you can't. You well, can't. Like, I feel. I feel even worse for like Wanda Sykes or those people that work on that show because they're fucking jobless now. They're gonna totally. Their job now, so it's like all those other actors. Melissa Gilbert was the one that brought her back and was like, "Let's do this." And Melissa Gilbert wrote, like, got that show going. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's a she's a outspoken. She's a lesbian. She's fucking completely, you know, whatever. And. Yeah. She's just like I, I don't know what to say. Like her response, I remember seeing her response. She was like, "I can't accept this, and I have to." Oh my god, it's brutal! It's brutal! It's brutal, man! It's fucking brutal! Mm-hmm. Did she did she drug people and rape them in the ass while they were asleep? No, uh, that's Bill, no. that's Bill Cosby. That's Bill Cosby. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is where the levels of this is where it starts to become a blurred line. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, she should be in trouble for this. She said some stupid shit and terrible things, and uh, it doesn't help, uh, you know, when your boss is a black woman. It's not yeah. even the one she made the comment about, like ABC, no. like that woman is a black woman. She's like, you're yeah. done, and rightfully so. But you, you fucking ex- – everybody hates you now. Like, she can't walk into a store without having, like, rocks thrown at her. You're going to throw rocks at their bitch, dude. Throw rocks at her! It's the Bible days all over again, man. Getting fucking stoned, dude. It yeah. is very strange. This is why I am, like, down the middle as far as, like, politicking goes and all this. Because it goes extreme on either side, and I just look at it and I go, God damn, remember when we all had, like, forgiveness and reason? We don't have that anymore. We can just publicly execute them. Publicly executed. All right? I've experienced this myself. And I won't go into uh, certain things, but, uh, my God, I, 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 I will not. But, but, but I made a statement, and I got very, I got, uh, my heart was broken because I got attacked. And I'm like, dude, I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty liberal guy. Yeah, yeah. I got decimated. And it hurt my heart, dude, on a level of, like, Jesus Christ. But then I look at, like, this stuff, and I'm like, oh, you really fucked up. Yeah. It's really bad, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, man, like, I love everybody. That's why everybody to fucking be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to win the lottery, you know? It's like, come on, man. It's good shit, dude. It's good damn. Shit. It's good to be that way. Come on, man. It's just fun. It's just, you know, it's if I had the money, I would help everyone because everyone is going through shit right now. Everyone is going through shit. Uh, and it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I feel you. So, I know. Both are, so. And it, it just hurts. It's just like, damn, man. It's like, can't we fucking, like, you know, Roseanne Barr is like, in the past. Even Bill Maher, like, like I don't know. If, he did his, like, opening monologue 
Yeah. And people hate people hate him too. Like whatever he's, I don't care. I think he's hilarious. I think Bill Maher is fantastic. And kind of a genius. And he's not in the center uh, to the right or to the left. He's very he's, yeah. well. He's very centered, but he's very he's very um, he's a left leaning uh, you know gun toting fella. He knows like I have to be practical. I have to carry a gun because people want to shoot, want to kill me. Of course, but he basically lives on a military base if you want to fucking kill him. So yeah, but. And he's very what's the, what's the word? He's just like But Roseanne is his friend and he he went on this past weekend. Yeah, and he went on this past weekend, he's like, That's my friend Roseanne, blah blah blah. She said some stupid shit, it's fucked up. And he's like, She fucked up but he's all like and then he makes the comedy joke, which made me laugh because it's so hypocritical and so true. He goes Roseanne was you know, it's something of the effect of I'm paraphrasing here where he was like, um <laughs> he goes, and Roseanne was completely, you know, uh, 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 eviscerated and everything. And they said it was almost on a presidential scale. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's so true, because the hypocrite. You know, it's like, he's saying horrible shit, all right? President yeah. fuckface, okay, yeah. is saying horrible shit, yeah. and... He's the president. That's it. And then, of course, when he brings it up, he's like, he's like, he turns it into all about me. He's talking about ABC. ABC didn't give me the money. And he's like, you're a fuck. But he doesn't say her name. So he's not going to. He's so. People think he's stupid. He's like, no, he's very smart. He likes to. He, he's very smart as far he's as very, how he's playing. He's very playing this game. That's yes. He, he talks about himself. But doesn't say actually Roseanne's name and goes, you know. But all his fucking people were watching her show. Yeah. It's all creepy, dude. It's really weird, okay? It's, I mean, it's, very, it's, it's very dead zone. It's, yep. it's creepy. It's very <laughs> dead. Dead zone. Like, straight very up. Dead zone. Very dead zone. Fucking Marty Sheen. Fucking this. It's, it's, it's out there, man. It's all out there. And, uh, you, gotta, you, you gotta just... It sucks to be like... You know, even though, you know, me and you talked about he's a couple minutes ago about Guns N' Roses. You know, I think right. I fucking right. hate Guns N' Roses. I hate them to die. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I got like 50 mm. comments on one post, which I have, ne- I have never really ever had. 50 comments oh, on one wow. post that I've made. Oh, yeah. You had some, you had some, uh, you had some commentary going on on that post. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was like, whoa. Like, you know, yeah. I just said, ha. I was like, ha. I mean, you, this is not me. Your your conversation, your first conversation about Guns N' Roses. No, I mean, not at all. I, I knew which, I knew how you were coming about it, so I mean, it made sense to me. But like everybody else, you got Mars on there, really trying to say like, "Yo, such and such is a great drummer," all stuff. He's like, "Yeah, I don't care." Like, you were like, it's fu- fine. "Whatever, fuck them." It's just where I'm coming from. It's like I it's just I know where you're coming from. Totally cool. You hate them. And and that's okay. Like you're allowed to. And people, when you but when you post it, like you said, you have to realize. Okay, somebody's gonna come at you and be like, "Here's why they're they don't suck." And we're never gonna change your mind and be like, "No, man, you're right." You know what, man? He's fucking right, bro. Guns and Roses kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's crazy. I, I posted. I posted that I like I like the the Han Solo movie, but but you know there was no dislike there. There's no yeah. bacon there. 
It's just like, it seems like I didn't see it, but it seems like it's just a fun movie. It's like whatever, man. It's like go and have fun with it, like whatever. Like it, you know, he doesn't die. You know, Chewie's not gonna die because it's it's prequel. So it's, a, it's, a it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. So I was like, you know what? Out of all the Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars movies that come out now. Right. This, this is definitely the most fun. Because in my opinion, it is. There's, there's no, no controversy. controversy. There's no you know, it's just fun. Well, there's no Harrison Ford. Go fuck yourself. My thing is like, if he just comes up, if you're watching it, and then at some point you go, you know what, man, that's like young on so I buy it. Then I'm down, I'm cool with it. Sure. And if that and if that guy was able to, and he had to, like, he, you know, come on, I mean. Uh, originally, with these other two directors, they had shot a lot of fucking footage. And th- their point was with him was just improvise and have fun. Yeah. And I, they were saying it was more like a Jim Carrey movie or something. That, that's oh. what they said. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what was going on. He had to learn, he had to learn how to be Han Solo differently after those guys got fired. So there's a lot of really interesting controversy going on with that film. Yeah, there, there definitely is. Yeah, he, he he's definitely no Han Solo. I mean, if I have, if, if there's any you say he's like, no Han Solo, or he's definitely like he plays it cool. Like, what do you no, think? No, he he's no Han Solo. Uh, yeah, yeah, he sucks. He's he, he's he's fine. Does he suck, or is it like whatever? It's just telling a story of. You know, like, like a different artist in a comic book taking a different take on a character you love the way the other guy drew it. Definitely a different comic artist coming in and making a right. story that you never thought would ever happen. It's ridiculous. It's whatever. Right. It, it doesn't feel like Han Solo to me at all. But right. But you were able to have fun, fun with it. It's, yeah. yeah it's a, it's, it, it, I can tell you this. Man. How are the space flying I, scenes with the ships? That's what I like. The space flying like, like, scenes? Yeah, I mean, like, is he flying the Millennium Falcon and Chewie, and they're fucking just diving through shit, going crazy, which is um, what we love, we live for, like Empire Strikes Back style. I will say there's a scene in here where it's very fucking Cthulhu-esque. Oh, that's cool. They're a monster. Oh, it's it's a bad, it's badass. It's very cool. You you actually get to see Han Solo run, uh, uh, run the uh, what is it, the Tesla run? Oh yeah. We see uh, that in the film, in, right? In, in 12 parsecs? Yeah, you get to see that. It's rad. It's really that's, cool. That's cool. See? And it's I hear, good. like, you know, because I, I listen to the spoiler. I listen to the spoiler episode on Trick or Treat. Because I'm like, well, we know they don't die, so I, I don't get upset. Like, I, I'll listen to that stuff. And they were talking about how, um, uh, what did they say? Oh, my God. I was like, that's all I care about. The meeting of... Chewie and him is really cool because Chewie looks all fucked up when he first comes out of the mud and slime and shit. He displays, so makes sense. I, that's cool. Like I want to like that sounds awesome to me. I'm like, there you must be to, some you connection. Hear, you also have to hear Han Solo speak Wookiee. He speaks Wookiee. Does he um, actually? <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It's oh, really that's cool. Here, I think, but it's fun. It's like it's. Because when you think about it, Wookiee is actually Ozzy Osbourne's face. Oh, it definitely is. Every third word is Sharon, and that's all you need to know. Sharon? Sharon! You know what my only gripes were for it, really, were that 
there's not enough Han Solo and Chewie. Chewie somehow really Chewie still somehow gets pushed to the fucking background. I couldn't believe it. I mean, he's well, there. what was the scene in the trailer when I see I see Chewie I see Chewie grab he grabs another Wookiee's head and puts his head to his head. That looked really cool. Like, what was going on there? Did, was that in the movie or no? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, All right, so, no, no, so no, no, no. Chewie, Chewie grabs another Wookiee's head, like, behind his head, and, like, they they, gra- they touch heads, foreheads, like, I love you, bro. And then, I don't know what was yeah. going on. Yeah. Okay. What was that about? What was well, happening uh, there? Well, you do find out, in, in Solo, and Han Solo says this eventually, because you know, they're, um, they're, they're at this, like, sort of um, camp, or whatever, with, like, what, man, Woody Harrelson's fantastic in the split. I, yeah, he, looks, he looks great. Uh, Woody Harrel- you know what, I, I gotta say, Woody Harrelson and Chewie, yeah. they really make the movie awesome. Really? But, yeah, they're, they're, they're the, the best parts of the movie. But, um... That's why I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited now about fucking Venom, because... He just was announced as Carnage, and I'm like, okay, I might go see that, you know. Yeah, but Woody Harrelson as Carnage. But you know, Woody Harrelson can play this this sort of scoundrel. You know, he can play this sort of guy. Like it, it, right. it makes sense that Woody Harrelson is that character. But they're sitting on this fire, and they're like, you know, they ask Han, like, you know, why, are you, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you going to be part of this like scheme or whatever? Right. He says, oh, I'm trying to get back to a girl on this planet. You know, I need a ship so I can fly back there. And then they ask Chewie, and Chewie does you know, his, his thing. Oh, and, shit. And Han says he wants to free his family because his race has been enslaved. It's, like, powerful. It's like, oh, shit. Like, he's, oh, wow. His, his family's been he's, he's trying to go, He's trying to find his, his race, basically, to free them. And then at a certain point in the movie, he finds a lot of Wookiees. And he frees him, and Han's like, take care of it, man. I understand. And it's badass. It's very good. So that, that, that's um, what you probably saw in the trailer is that, you know, he finds some Wookiees in this planet to go to to do this heist. It's, it's, it's legitimately a heist movie. Um, you know, and, and he finds some Wookiees there, and, he, and um, you know, Han lets him do his thing. He's like, you know, I understand. Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'll go on and do my thing. You do your thing. You know, if we see each other again, great. And they do, obviously, because, you know, we've seen New Hope. But... Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, there are points where it's really great between Han and, 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 and Chewie. I just feel like it sh- there should have been more. I just... just there's just not... It's, it's more like Woody Harris, Harrelson and... Um, Emil, what's her name? Emily Clark from Game of Thrones. Well, I don't think yeah, she's a, very, it, it, a very good actress in the first place, but she's, she's there. Not, is, is she pretty good in this, or not really? Like whatever. Yeah, it's like, hey, she's there. She's a plan. She's just plan. She's a wet fart, in my opinion. Right. I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> Genesis. She's awful. I mean, with Game of Thrones, she's just kind of there too. What's whatever. Well, yeah, I like her in Game I mean, of Thrones. You know what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, I think she's, exactly. It's like with her, she's pretty hardcore in the beginning of that. You know, like 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 yeah. just like that's the best thing she's been in my opinion so far. So, but in this, she's just like I'm in this movie, and I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like I don't hate it, but like you could have did something more. But she's still like got that fucking glazed look. He's just, like, looking off into space, and it's like, man, I don't care about this. But, like, the guy right. who plays Han Solo 
he seems like a nice enough dude, but he's, he's fucking no. He's well, no here, here, now, 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 listen, that, right, and they're not trying to do that, but like, but like, here's the thing, like, here's what I, here's what I uh, have heard from other people that have reviewed it. He doesn't have, and they, and they said that, they said that about, yeah, but they said about halfway, yeah, but they said about halfway into it, you start to see, this is what I've heard from like three other reviews of the film, okay? Okay. okay. That, that, that halfway into it, you start to feel like, oh my God, he's like kind of doing the isms and the whatever. Because clearly it's before Han, Han is very cynical, which when we first meet him, he's a very cynical character. He's like, I've flown from one end of the galaxy to another kid, um, and I've and never seen fucking this or whatever. I hope it's focused, whatever, you know, whatever. I hope it's focused shit, yeah. Yeah. Well, you see some. You get to see where Han Solo's cynicism comes from in this list. So they know they drop it at some point. Okay. They, well, they drop it pretty early. Honestly, I would say probably about twenty minutes in. You're like, okay, I see where he's coming from. Like this is he's he's not about the spiritualism. It's more about the realism. So now now the now the now he's the also really hopeful. The entire right. The whole movie, he's very gleeful and happy. He's young. He's supposed to be 10 years before, you know, we see him, we meet him, you know, because he's 20 or whatever in this. But. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. At the end of the movie, they're going to Tatooine to meet a big-time gangster. We know who that is. That's Jabba the Hutt. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're supposed oh, to... Oh, really? We, we see Jabba in this film? No, but but you know that... They, they speak Jabba of him, okay. Tatooine, and Interesting. Woody Harrelson told me, he's like, I'm going to Tatooine uh, to, to meet it with some big-time games to make a big deal. It's like, okay, well, we know where he's going. He's going to Tatooine to meet Jabba. I mean, fuck, basically, for life until Return of the Jedi. Right. So we know where he's going, but, like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like Han Solo has gotten that far or has known life at that point in this world, this smuggler world, to get to where we we saw him. And New Hope. New Hope, he just seems more like, I've been in this for a really long time. But in this movie, it's like, at the end, it's like, yeah, you know, end on, like, him seeing Jabba? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Chew- you met Chewie and everybody for, like, a day and a half or two days, and you're like, now right. you're going to see Chewie? You're going to see Jabba? And, like, well, that's them not, not, not decompressing things. And cramming things and giving reference to the fans, and then they end up almost explode, you know, retroactively exploding their own bullshit. And it sucks. That's where it's the problem. Like I can look at it and be like, you know, and be like, hey man, this is cool because they could do a trilogy of films with this character. And because I hear the Lando, you know, I hear your boy Jordan or what, what, who is it? Not Jordan. Jesus Christ, that was this fucking other guy. Um, uh, no, uh, it's like. Yes, um, playing Lando Calrissian. Uh, I'm blanking now on his, the actor's name, but like they fucking they said he was awesome. Like he really got the inflictions of Billy yeah. D. Williams. I haven't yeah, seen I it, so I, I don't know. So I don't know, but they're fre- they're freaking out. What is his name? I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, I'm saying with you, man. Oh, just I know. Hold on, hold on. We'll Google it right now because that's bullshit. We can we can find out. That's the world we live in, where we can go computer. Tell me exactly. Great band. He's got a great band. It's, it's straight up like Prince and all kinds of crazy shit. He's got a great band. Who plays Lando Calrissian in the latest Han Solo film? 
like there's been ten others. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly, right? Donald Glover, yeah. We should have known that. Donald Glover. Uh, I, I, I played him, Donald so. Glover is, cool, is a cool dude, right? Yeah, oh, no, he's uh, amazing. I heard his last album was, like, really funkadelic. And, like, oh, man. Have you heard the first album? He no, I need, to, I need to get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a hold of it. I'm going to buy the fucking thing. Man. I have to hear it. I love that album. It is a fucking awesome album, dude. Um, but John Glover as Lando? He yeah, how does he do? He looks like Lando. Oh, he looks like him. How does he? How does it play out? Because you're like, hey, what do we have here? You know, or is it like... I don't think he's that close to Lando, though, man. <laughs> he's no Colt 45 Lando, dude. He's, he's, oh, he's, right. he's, he's, he's doing the sort of hammy version of him, like the uh, it, it's, oh, cartoony, uh, cartoon I, version of, of that character is what he's doing, I or what? He hit, I think he hit the nail on the fucking head, dude. He's, it's, a very, it's very much a cartoon version of Lando coverage. You're like, it's, I get it. You're doing, you're, you're doing Lando, but it's not... You're not Billy D. Williams. You're no, you're no Billy D. Williams. I saw Billy D. Williams in the. You're no, you know, you know. It's not. It's it's it's. I liked him in it. Don't get me wrong. I liked him in it, but yeah. it's it's not that great, dude. Oh, Ch- Ch- Childish Gambino is Danny Glover's band. Or oh, is that what it is? Sonny Donald Glover. His band is Childish. Danny Glover. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. Really? Shit. No way you live. No way. Remember? No McAllister. Way. McAllister. McAllister. No way. Nobody will ever be as cool as that. You know what's funny in that is that he was actually, you know, 35. That's the best, knowing that shit. Like, I found those facts out. Danny Glover is 35 in Lethal Weapon, but he's playing a 50-year-old man in that. It's fucking bad ass, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I like getting, I like Donald Glover just fine, but. He oh, he's not going, he's not going away. Like, he, he's going to do he, some crazy cool shit. Oh, yeah. And I think in the future. If, he, if, if he's got the music thing going, the music thing's going to last forever because he's a great musician, but. Well, if he, if he I don't, puts his music with his music, that makes me happy. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, if he continues the Childish Gambino thing, I love it. Well, Childish Gambino. That's the fucking name. Childish Gambino is the name. That's of awesome. Oh, that's fan. fucking awesome. That that album is oh, wow. Because William showed me that video, you know, the, the controversial video that they put out where he was talking about America and how we yeah, how yeah. we're sleeping. And William showed me the video and was just like, you know, this is my 15 year old son. Where he's like, Dad, check this out. I'm like, No, I know about this. Yeah, I mean, and, if you go to the Childish Gambino album, that, that that one that came out. I listen to that. I, I think it's the first one. I'm not exactly sure, but if you listen to that one, it, it, it's everything. I mean, it's everything about '70s funk and soul. Oh, that's my favorite. It's, that's my it's, favorite it's, shit, dude. You know, it's it. literally, it's literally like Ohio Players. It's fucking uh, Sly in the, in the Family Stone. Family Stone. I mean, it's. it's, it's I'm your I'm your boogeyman. I'm your boogeyman. <laughs> Who's that? You know. It's Parliament. I mean, it's. It's everything. It's it's all there. Prince is in there. I mean, it's a lot of boss. Barry, uh, what's his name? Barry, uh, huh? Bar- not Barry Manilow. No, Barry Manilow. No, it's only Barry Manilow. Well, you know, he was there. You know, what are you gonna do? Well, well um, anyways, whatever. Uh, but um, you know, what's his name who sung uh, 100 uh, across the 106th Street? Um, he's incredible. I can't remember anything else. I'm embarrassed. I love that guy. 
I mean, I mean, it's all there. I mean, Curtis Mayfield, it's all in there. I mean, it's it's all there. He did it all in one album, and it's and it's, it's extremely impressive. It's, it's insane. There's even some stuff of there's even some like signs of war in there too. But oh wow, as Lando Calrissian, sure he looks a lot like Lando. Uh, I don't right. think he really acts like Lando at all. I mean, I mean, really? See, I have, see, I have to see it. I have to see it, and then I will, t- I will tell you what I think. Because Billy Dee Williams is like in his like early forties when he played Lando Calrissian. Like no, no, he was not. He was not in his early forties. He he was younger than that, but he was in his thirties. But I'm just saying, he was close to his forties. Am I wrong? No, because if you watch Nighthawks, he had just done Nighthawks. He just did that off? Right after he did Empire. He did Empire first. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, man. It's fucking right there. He did it's crazy. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I fucked up. But and you see him in Nighthawks, and he's kind of a young... Yeah, he's definitely young in Nighthawks. Pissed off fucking cop, dude, in that movie. Dude. Yeah. I, I loved him in that film, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. Nighthawks is, all, is a masterpiece. But, like, you know... As well as I do, the, 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 the generation from the early, you know, the, the early 60s to the mid-70s is completely different to the fucking early 90s to the fucking... Oh, oh, no, totally, totally, totally. We like, think these guys are way older because we're so young. And, and like, I'm, I'm t- I got you by 10 years, but... Yeah, but, but you like... Know, but you know, Billy, Billy Williams had already perfected all that shit... But oh yeah, Empire comes out because like, he was in Brian, he did he did Brian's song I think right I think he was in that film which was like the the, the Hall James Con yeah yeah man fucking brutal like damn dude. I thought I saw that in high school they can't watch that anymore it's like don't watch that again you're just gonna cry I can't watch I cannot watch <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's like what was the movie The Boxer uh, yeah with Ricky Schroeder crying. <laughs> get up, champ! The champ! You get up, champ! You can't watch that! Like, this, stop! Okay? He's, he's, he's struggling to play football or just be in football. I just yep. joke that the cancer is terminal. It's, it's brutal. Ugh, but like, brutal! It, it's just, it's a different thing. It's just like Billy D. Williams had perfected that thing. Yep. When he did oh, yeah. Empire. And I don't think Donald Glover ha- has gotten there yet. Where he could perfected that Billy D. Williams thing. But I, I hear he really tried. I hear it was, like, really interesting. Like, because people that, you know, are don't have the same sort of outlook as you did, they were saying, like, oh, my God, like, he fucking got this sort of Lando thing down. And I was like, I'm ready for a Lando. Do you think he could carry an entire movie as Lando by himself? No. No? Re- really? No. You're like, Jeremy's like, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it depends on the writer and the director, honestly. Right. You know, because you get this one directed by, um, you know, Stacey Hands, fucking Child Gloves, Ron Howard. So it's like, right. it's, all, it's all like, just really just like, whatever the studio wants me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm well, well, they, they so brought him in and was like, dude, could you, could you help us out here? I wish he would have showed up on the Dark Tower movie, but we'll, we'll discuss that right now. And well, you know whatever. what? Let's fucking Bums, hit the wrong, let's wrong power nail. Bums me out, dude. And it was like, I, dude. I, 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 like, you know, I thought about it today. I'm like, okay, Ron Howard. Let's see. I know 
there's over a handful of Ron Howard movies I actually really did. So I went, oh, to, yeah. I went to IMDb and I looked and I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking Ron Howard movies I like quite a bit. My favorite Ron Howard film is Splash and Backdraft. That's it. Like, I, you know, he did he did Far and Away. People don't realize this. Far and Away did, amazing movie. Yeah, man. Like, people amazing don't want to fucking movie. give it up. Go up, Cruz. Like, fuck you. That was a good movie. That's a fucking yes. great movie, dude. I fell in love with both of them, and that's where they got married, was from that making that film together, man. Exactly, that was, dude. Yep. I mean... But it's hard, though. It's like Night Shift with fucking Henry Winkler and... Are uh, you kidding me, dude? Night Shift... Dude, Night Shift is so so fun that you've seen that. I know, like, people don't know, remember that movie. And, like, Shelley Long, before Cheers, was in that film, playing the... Exactly. He's like, we're love broke. We're brokers of love. Remember, dude? We're not not pips. We're just brokers of love, dude, because they they were good to their girls, man. Remember? My dad... Remember when Michael Michael Keaton jumps? Remember when Michael Keaton jumps over the railing to fucking save his friend and he just lands on his face, dude? Yeah. My dad, my dad ordered that from whatever the I don't remember the production company, Paramount, Fox, whatever. But he can you hear? Hey, real quick, can you hear the music? Tell me if you can hear this. Barely, I can barely hear. All right, hold on, hold on. Turn it up. It's It's about to start. Little thunder, little thunder going on. Thunder. Oh shit! That's the vinyl spinning. That's, a, that's the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Creed Show vinyl, man. Holy shit. Kill me with oh, that. that's cool. You named it, so I didn't know you could. I know. I know. Man, I watched Creed Show. <laughs> I've been watching it since I was 15 years old, man. My mother took me to see it in the theaters. I was seven and a half. My brother, my older brother, almost threw up all over his own shoes. But <laughs> giant white people were screaming at the throwing popcorn at the theater, at the, the screen. It was out of control, dude. Like I was there for that, dude. I remember, man. I remember riding my bicycle to a fucking like whatever store. I don't remember what store. It was a supermarket or whatever. Oh yeah. They had, they had VHS tapes on the show. Mm. I saw fucking creep show that that cover. Like, yeah, it. man, oh, that 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 po- the movie poster no. was really good, dude. And I bought it. I bought a VHS tape for fifteen fucking dollars from fucking which, Ron, which had which Ron. had the creep right, which had the creep asking for your ticket with the little microphone. Exactly, so, dude. Exactly. That, and that's how it. the box office looked. You go up to the box office, and people were standing there, and they on the other side of it, and they had this little vent, right? The silver vent. Yeah, the silver vent. That's how it was, man. That no was a real. That was real. No fucking hole in the plexi, plexi glass. It was a fucking vent. Yep. Um, I remember. I remember a couple of places I've gone in. I've gone to in Texas when I was a kid. They had that still. Amazing. But, um, I remember getting that fucking thing, bringing it home on the bicycle in my back. Did your dad shit? Your dad freak out? Was he like, "Whoa, this movie is fucking"? I remember showing my dad, and he was like, "Oh, this show's great." But I showed my mom. My mom was like, "Oh my god." We gotta watch that together. I fucking love yeah. it. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. My mom saw it in the theater. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. 
So we saw. She we was there. Together. It was a great she was there, man. It was. It was uh, my mom always is like, "Hey, you ever see this movie called Wolfen?" I was like, "Yeah, I've seen Wolfen." Yep. She's like, "I saw it in the fucking theater. It freaked me the fuck out." I'm like, "Oh shit, let's watch this together." Dude, I, I can only imagine. imagine. That was the first time. Dude, I just showed my mom fucking Texas Chainsaw Master last weekend for the first time. She oh, she's never seen the, ori- the original. She was scared. I showed her wow, the first time. She was that's scared. great. And you had that. You probably have that fucking 40th anniversary Blu-ray, which is all fucked up. Right? I rented. I rented that. On, oh on wow! iTunes, and we watched it together. I watched it with Joanna too. She watched it the first time too. <laughs> wow, that's really crazy. It, was it looks. It looks real, man. I mean, it looks like it looks fucking really raw good. and just. It looks good. It looks really good. And they both liked it a lot. It was, I was happy about. It. it was like, I'm like, don't worry. I know they're they're both like. Uh, well, I know Joanna specifically is like, no, I know why I have blood. I like, it's right. Like, it's like no blood almost at all. So like, don't watch blood. part, there's no blood, but don't watch part two where there's all blood. And, like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, part three is like the, I always get, everyone, like, no one talks about three, but three to me is like, because they're all different. Every one of the Chainsaw movies is different. Everyone. There's no continuity. There's... That's it. They're all different stories and takes on these characters. It's like really the, the yes, the third yeah. film, the third film is completely metal to me. I I think Check the Metal. I love I love three. Okay, it is completely metal and fucked up and just Underrated. all of that. Uh, oh yeah, nobody talks about it. I think four is garbage. Four is garbage. Yeah. Well, you know it. it, 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 it it depends on the first. I mean, I love Matt McConaughey. Oh yeah, he's just like he got the robotic leg, the hydraulic oh, leg, where he's yeah. like snaps yeah. the chick's head or whatever. But, but I like three. I like three a lot. I want. I, I read that on VHS back in the day when I was a kid from our old fucking VHS store, VHS store called uh, uh, Paradise Video. I read it back then. Fucking the solids in the family. I remember reading that back in the day and fucking watch it by myself. Freak the fuck out. I saw Vigo. Uh, yeah, being a bi- bisexual, and I call Vigo. He's just crazy. And fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, man. Like Aragorn. I was like, holy shit, Aragorn. And fucking yeah, Aragorn. man. I mean, he was a he was he was a lot of films. Like you, you watch, uh, you know, well, it was a, a, original. Well, that's that. But originally, you know, you watch the horror film. Uh, you know, Christopher Walken playing Gabriel. Uh, it was originally called God's. Yes, it's really called God's Army, and they changed the title. Yeah. It's a prophecy, and he's Satan, and he's eating that rosebud. Remember that? And he's just like, he, dude, he's the best Satan, in my opinion. This he's one, definitely one of the best Satan's portrayed on film. Next to the subtlety, for me, the subtlety of Robert De Niro. As, oh, as, Angel Heart, as Angel Heart, bro. You're going, oh, damn, it's fucked up. He's like, my name is Lewis Sykes. I'm going to fucking fill this egg with my fucking ugly ass nasty. Yeah. The egg is the symbol of the soul. You're like, damn, yeah. man, he eats it. They take a bite out of it. Man. Like, there's all that subtlety going on in that film that nobody recognizes or no one even understands. Yeah. And you go back and you watch it, dude, and you're like, damn, man. Like, whoa. The egg is the symbol of the soul. You know, he just takes a bite. That devil, deviled egg, man. He fucking <laughs> deviled egg. <laughs> he fucking brutal. It, it, def, man, Angel Heart is such a brutal, beautiful, gorgeous, passionate fucking yeah. movie. Alan, and, Alan, Alan, Alan uh, Parker. 
I think it's so underrated to this day. I don't think anybody realizes how much of a powerful... No, people do not understand. They can't grasp the concept of how amazing... At 20 years old, got her fired off the Cosby Show. That cocksucker. Oh, yeah. Lisa Bonet was amazing in this film, okay? And And Roar, dude. Oh, my God. Amazing. You can't. That's that's my favorite movie ever that he ever did. I don't care. You you know, you can do the Pope of Greenwich Village. I don't give a shit. But this movie was his movie, dude. Like, that that was it, man. Nine and a half weeks. Fuck you. Well, they have, they have weeks is good. I'll say it is I'll, good. These are not. I'm not saying they're bad films, but I'm going my number one for Mickey Rourke next to Marv, in because uh, <laughs> it's just fun. Uh, when he plays, when he came back, we hadn't seen him, dude. He's all fucked up looking in his face, and he played Marv in Sin City. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, perfect. I, I, you know what I'll say? I'll say this right now. I think the best three movies that that Rourke ever did. I mean, listen to me. Mm. Pope of Greenwich, the Pope of Greenwich Village was a movie. Take my dose, Charlie. My dad told me that for the longest time. He's like, you have to see this movie. You can yeah. find it, get it. And oh yeah. It, and I was like, this is a fucking masterpiece. But for they me, they took my dose, Charlie. Yeah. They took my dose, dude. Fuck them. It's it's, a, it's a, an incredible fucking movie. But I will say, I gotta say, Angel Heart. Oh yeah, and, man. And Johnny Handsome. Yeah, Johnny dude. Handsome. Nobody, nobody. Walter Hill, like nobody talks about that. No one talks about that. Because yeah. it came and went. Like I was there. I remember when it came out. Like it, it just went away, dude. That was it. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it was done. No one, no one recognizes fucking Rourke in that movie. He, he, no. He put you got the makeup on the line for that movie. He put yeah. it all out there. He's great in that fucking movie. It's so good. Fucking Lance Henderson. I mean, Forrest Whitaker. Fucking Morgan Freeman. I mean, it is a fucking awesome movie. And Forrest no Whitaker, man. About it. I mean, it's just a powerful fucking movie. It's a sad movie, but it's a great fucking movie. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's great. I think it's a great book. And it's, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best Walter Hill flicks ever made, in my opinion, so. Yeah. Walter Hill. Come on. Love Walter Hill, man. It's my man. Walter Hill. He, he, he is abrasive as a motherfucker, but I love that man. He's a great fucking director. He knew what he was doing. Alien. Alien. But he did it all. Mm-hmm. He fucking did it, man. Warrior. Yep. He fucking did it. 48 hours, man. Fucking, he just, he did it. Well, I will tell you this, man. I sent you this, uh, this vinyl. And, and, and the post office closed that day. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Let's do the final talk. Let's do it. So here's the thing. So, but I said, let me try new technology, which was like printing up your own. They have they have a picture. You walk in because the post office is always open in the front because people are going to get to their PO boxes or whatever. And they have this like weigh machine, and they have you know uh, sort of an ATM type machine where you type in the address and you can print up your own label, pay for sure. it, whatever. Yeah. And that's what I did for you. So, like, I, I I didn't wrap your vinyl in a box. I have this giant roll of brown paper, which I love. It's like the brown shipping oh, paper. Yeah, I'm of the books. We used to wrap back in fucking... Oh, they're, yes. They're amazing. And, like, you yeah, could draw yeah. on them and do artwork on oh, it. But I was like, yeah. let me fucking, like, wrap his vinyl up. Because they're not going to bend it. And I put it on there. Do not bend. But it was like... 
I'm just going to send the album in this because your album's already covered in a plastic sleeve, which gives it a grade because the company I go to, they have like grades of mint, near mint, shit, whatever, right? Uh-huh. Uh, quality with it. So that's there. I have that, much like a comic book sleeve. And then what's wild is on the vinyl itself, it's clearly a first pressing, and it has the the the, uh, the uh, plastic wrapping all crinkled and like half ripped off on it as well. Oh. From that original acetate sort of like pressing, right? And it's a, they, I just they use the blade. They just put the top out to get the oh, vinyl out. It's cool. And then I did a uh, I did a like a really quick with pen brush, ink brush, the zinc brushes I'm using. I'm just fucking with them, right? And I'm like, yeah. fuck it. I, I, I looked at through all the tank girl stuff, and I'm like, it's just the face of her looking at you, little battle scarf. She's got a helmet on with goggles on top of her head, and the whole thing. It's just her face. And I, yeah. I even I even dotted in like freckles on her in black, you know, and oh, just fucking. Man. She's got a side. I had this picture didn't have a cigarette, but I had to draw a cigarette hanging out of her side of her face. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's there. So. And it's on the back of the, I, st- I stuck it in the sleeve on the back of the vinyl, so you, that's where that is, on Briscoe board and shit. But, like, that was a lot of fun. Like, I'm like, fuck it. I want this bitch. It probably still won't ship till Monday because, you know, I just dropped it in. But there were still people in the post office. They closed at 1. I got there at one thirty. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> but I'm like, I really want to ship this out to you. So, like, that's what's coming at you. Um, I listened to the vinyl twice. It sounds great. It's amazing. There's, there's no skipping. There's no skipping on it. There might be a little dust when you get it. You know, just wipe it off, whatever, with a paper towel. You're fine. And, um... Microfiber towel. take it off. There, fine. But it's like, what a great album that you turned me on to. You, I remember you saying to me, we were talking, this is like couple, like last month or two, like six weeks ago, and like we were talking, and I was like, I was getting ready to go buy my fucking used record store, and then you were like, yeah, man, I don't have fucking the vinyl of uh, Fly By Night, which okay. just has this, this, like, painted owl on the cover. Oh, I love that owl. The strong right? eyes. The eyes. Oh, yeah. You, the Dude, you're going to freak out, because the vinyl is giant, and that's the... I was telling my son, because he, he set up... Um, Alyssa had this uh, this old, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of mixed... I actually bought it at a, at, a, at, a, um, at a garage sale. I was like, "Fuck! I want, I want an extra one of those." And it had the uh, the turntable on top, sure. the you know the, the wooden. It looks like all wood, and then you lift. I, I you have it. that. That's it's got the cassette, uh, right? Cassette on the side, the fucking CD player. I have a, I have a um, eight track. Mine's old. I, I got this from my great wow. grandma. Um, this is a Sears uh, model um, solid state. So it's got an eight track player, but it's got an eight track player cassette adapter. So yeah, I put a lot of stuff on this thing. It's got, it's got the old cone, uh, paper cone speakers. Oh wow! I mean, well, yeah, mine, yeah. Th- mine this is more. This is this is really updated. It okay. was one of those you you'd walk into like a Coles or something, and you'd see like sure. you know that that setup. Um, you know what I'm talking about, and it has like the whole thing. And I, but I picked it up for like really cheap because usually they're a hundred bucks. 120 or whatever. I think we got it for like 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And William's like, he bought his first vinyl tape with his own money. And he buy? called me. He called me. He goes, I'm like, what'd you get? Abbey Road. Abbey Road. It was on, it was on Beatles Abbey Road. This is my 15 year old son. Okay. 
Not because it's hipstery, because he likes, he knows that's his sister's favorite Beatles album, okay? And he bought that, hundred. they got the 180 gram, right, which so the, album, the vinyl's very thick, you know, the new ones they come out with, they repress them and they're fucking thick. Yeah, they're thick. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like, yep. you, you, you're not going to break these things. You're not going to scratch them up. They're pretty fucking no. durable. You can throw them at somebody and be like, it comes back like a boomerang. And she'd be like, I just cut that guy's throat. I just cut that. I just slit his throat with that fucking vinyl, you know. But uh, I came home, and he's listening. And then so I have this vinyl that Alyssa got me when she went up to Georgia, which is this guy telling this whole, like, on this vinyl, this press vinyl, she got it out of this like, really intricate sort of, like, independent uh, bookstore, record store. And this guy's a local guy that is a writer and whatever, lives up in Savannah, Georgia, and tells a story about how he rented his first house he rented up there was from, from a warlock. But it's oh. all pressed on vinyl. And I'm like, William, I'm like, William, listen to this. Yeah. He listened to the whole thing, brought it back to me. Like, that's re- yeah, that was really cool. Uh, then they were working on some, like, he's, he's got to do some school work which is cool. He's got to do some schoolwork uh, for next year, but he's doing it online. Yeah. So he's home. He's home, you know, and he's just like, okay. So my wife's setting up this whole program for him. Like, look, tomorrow you got to log on, you got to fucking whatever. I'm in the background. I pull out William. You got to check out. Uh, I got to have it on vinyl, Jeremy. And I have the I have the old pressing of ACDC's "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap," and I'm like. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, you got, you got to listen to this song, Big Ball. Bon yeah, Bon Scott, dude. Come on. All right. Only like, S-H-D-C was Bon Scott. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It's so sad that he died. It sucks, you know. What it, you know? Um, but, so, Big Ball, Scott, put it on. I walk away from it. And all of a sudden, I hear, dude, I, I explain it to him. I'm like, it's all about, like, balls people are throwing. He's looking at me like... They have they have balls. They have like gas balls, and that's what they oh, call them. Yeah. I'm like, but the inside joke is really about their big testicles, you know. And he's laughing at me. Yeah. And he's like getting all red in the face and all this. <laughs> so I walk to I put I put the I put the vinyl on, and I'm like, let me just play. And it got to big balls. It was like down da 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 da. da. Oh my god, dude. Right. <laughs> it's my it's my belief that my big balls should be held every night. <laughs> okay. He's laughing. My wife's trying to like help him out with this page. And I and I'm, I started singing it out loud because I'm being an asshole because I've been drinking and I've been a total like, asshole. And I'm laughing and he he's laughing. He's like he walked over and had to turn it down and I'm like, listen, listen tomorrow when no one's home, William. Listen to the entire album. It's brilliant. You have to listen to it. I have a um, vinyl. How cool is that? Right? Yeah, man. I mean, I've, I've got a, I've got my original copy of Abbey Road first printing from my mom. Wow! My mom wow. gave me her her original Abbey Road printing, so I have it. It's it's, it's come amazing. on, man. It's a great album. Um, well, I mean, listen. I mean, listen. You know, Beatles, Abbey Road, Beatles. White album, yeah. Beatles, um, let's see. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul, 
Rebel, uh, Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Yep. You can't fuck with any of that. Let it be. Let it be. That was that was it. That was their last album. Dude. Last album. Damn, dude. Well, people don't realize, like, oh my God, they were. You know, you look at them like they were gods almost, but it was like they did. Like six, six albums that were like seven albums, whatever the early stuff, they were together and it was like they they broke up and like it's not a big deal. Like when you, we, we as adults we look at it right and you're going, hey man, they had like a ten year run. That's that's amazing for like any band. It's revolutionary. That's people, yes, people do not understand. Like like if you look at Pink Floyd, they have like like six, not even like five. Really good albums. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's it. And they're the greatest albums ever written, ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in, in their shit, you know, in their world, you know. And you're going, these are masterpiece albums. Like, everything on it, you want to listen to all of it. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm not skipping a song. I'm going to listen to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Time is a very powerful song to me. I will keep time. Oh, my God. And it, it's very powerful. Every, every single... I might hear it. I mean, it's 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 a powerful song, you know. It's a powerful song. When I first heard that entire album, just so you know, I'm going to reveal this uh, this this candid cabal episode here, okay? That we haven't done in a while. So I was tripping on acid, okay? So I was like 14, maybe 13, terrible, okay? But I was tripping on acid with my buddy, and he was like, "We're going to listen," because he was a Pink Floyd. His uncle was a pink. He passed away. He was a friend of ours, but he had died uh, at a very uh, at a very young age. And Pink Floyd was his shit. And so this guy got me into Pink Floyd. This guy Stephen Walden. Steve Walden. You'll see him on like my Facebook occasionally here and there. Um, We were little kids running amok, dude. All right. Yeah. Our families were fucked up. Our life was bullshit. But we had access to hallucinatory fucking chemicals, okay? <laughs> uh, and, like, we fucking... I'll never forget, one night we put on the entire... It was vinyl, too. It wasn't, like, a set. Like, we had the cassette, but we had the vinyl, and we listened to dogs... Or animals, yeah. not, not the dogs, but animals. Oh my god, the song dogs. Okay, like holy shit, listen to that now. And like, there's paranoia in that song. There's there's all these things going on. And like, you were running amok in the streets, and we were running amok in the streets. We were we were out there in like in the darkness, like at three in the morning, not robbing people or hurting anyone. We were just walking the streets. Yes, tripping out. Listening to this music, though, we got to his house, and I'll never forget, he's like, I'm going to put on Dark Side of the Moon. I'm like, let's listen to it. So I, I'd heard it before, but I had not heard it on acid before, okay? Oh, <laughs> and so, all the sound effects, it was much like, they kind of went like the next level with the Beatles. They would, the Beatles would add sound effects to their songs and True, different yeah. instruments, right? Like, just do shit that no one had ever thought to do ever before. Well, they would, they would mix in, but the track wouldn't stop. They would just, it would blend into the next blend track. Blend into the next track, dude, right? Which exactly. Which mind-blowing at the time. You know, it's still mind-blowing to me. It's just like, holy shit. Like, is this yeah, because no, nobody makes albums, right? Nobody makes albums that are whole stories. 
essentially. Okay. Well, for the most part, there, there are some bands out there for sure that do that still. But it, it, I think it's, it's I think your independent bands definitely making albums. Probably we have to find them and discover them. But well, they're doing to, that shit now. Like I, I listen to a band called Cody and Cambry, and Cody and Cambry is a, is a prog. I, I remember. I know Cody and Cambry. Yeah, they, okay. they're they're a prog um, band who very resemble like Yes or Rush or Rush, whatever. Yep. And they. Why my day got sucked up? away from here? That's the shit. The best. And, and see now, now it's awesome. No way, my dear. He was into 
that's was in, tough. He was, man. he was into uh, Alan Rand, you know, that mm-hmm. female, um, female author who wrote a lot of, like, very... Woodsy, woodland creatures, and, yeah, and, uh, just very, but, oh, very, very hobbit like, very Lord of the Rings-ish, man, like, is there always... Well, stuff, there, like, well you know what, you know what I'm going to fucking do, I'm going to, I'm going to send you, I'm going to buy it after we get off this phone call there, I'm going to, I'm going to buy, um, my favorite Rush album ever made, Bastille Bay, which is, we have Bastille Bay, Chris of Steel, which no one ever talks about it ever, ever. I, they they I, talked I about that right in that documentary where they're like nobody like we thought we no were done. No one talks about it because it's, it's one of the most metal of the Rush wow. album. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get it for you. I'm gonna send it to you. You you spin on your fucking record player. But oh, it's wow. it, it's one side is completely the it's Hobbit. Real? It's oh, Hobbit. Wow. It's totally the house. It's all, it's all about the Necromancer. What, what, now, what year, now, what year did that come out? Did that come out after um, oh. uh, the one I'm sending look. you, or what? Let me look. Hold on. Yeah, look at that. Google it. Let me get my records out. Because this is, because I think... Um, did it come out after 508? Because they said they went I think very Pharaoh, like, metaphorical and stuff like that. Pharaoh no. the Kings came out after that, I believe. So, let me see when... Hold on. Let's see, twenty one twelve. I got animals here. I got, I got, I got an original pressing of animals from my mother in law. So we got that in here. Uh, uh, cars, Dunkside, Huey Lewis, Abbey Road, Doors, more Doors, Creedence, Creedence, Stevie Nicks, Creedence, Stevie Nicks. Who the fuck is it? Stevie Nicks again? Okay. Hearts. Oh, yeah. I was playing Hars, Stevie Nicks while we were talking. Hearts. More Hearts. Creedence. More Creedence. Uh, He's 17. Cars. Cars. Creedence. 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 Who the fuck is it? It's right here. Here it is. It's the fucking... Okay. Alright. Chris Steele came out and... Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the horror that he went through, and you saw that documentary about the light stage, he's like, that is fucking sad as fuck. Neil Furt went through some serious shit, dude. Oh, my God. God. They were like, dude, we're so sorry. You know, like, we just fucked. Oh, dude, you got to do what you got to do. He took yeah, a journey on a scooter or whatever it was, or a motorcycle, and, I can't remember. There's a motorcycle. He went across the country trying to, trying to just live. Found, found a new wife, got a new kid, like, I mean, his family died on him, dude. That's, that's yeah, man. fucking insane, dude. Yeah. They died on him. His daughter died. His wife his died. Wife. Oh, yep. God. Died. And, you know, so, and, and, and all that time... You everyone know, out there, know. find the documentary, Beyond the Lighted Stage Rush, and you will yeah. sit Unlighted down... Unlighted Stage. Yep. Yeah, Unlighted Stage is a great documentary. Yep. Is that what it was? Unlighted Stage? Yeah, I believe it's on the lightest stage, yeah. On the lightest stage. Get yourself your favorite booze, and if you don't drink, get yourself your favorite marijuana, and if you don't smoke, get yourself your favorite coffee, and kick the fuck back, and watch this documentary about this band, whether you love them or hate them, by the end of it, you will respect them. And, uh, that's all I want. That's all I want. That's it's, it's, it's just some respect for for Rush. It's like Rush didn't. Jeremy, when I was a teenager, when I was when I was a young teenager, when I was a young teenager, this is this is where I grew up because everything seems, seems so old and so long ago. Okay, but it wasn't. It was like ten years prior where everything was very popular. But we were these kids. We were these teenagers. We're talking, you know, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Right? And you're like, yeah. oh my god, these are cl- these were the classic rock bands. And it was like, classic rock, like, you go back 10 years, and that's 77. Think about it. You're not thinking about this. You're just, this, yeah. you're like, these are so old, these songs. These songs were not so old. Yeah. Okay? Uh, these bands had existed uh, fairly early. And then, like, so when I was a kid, I'm growing up with, they came out with an album that was, like, really kick ass and it was Roll the Bones I don't know what album that song was on but it, it was a, it was a whole other like new level for them and what they were song? coming out Roll the Bones Roll the Bones oh, Roll the Bones is way later my friend yeah and uh, that came out like 87, 88 okay yeah, Roll the Bones came out in the 90s dude yeah, was it 90s was it 90s I, I just remember it being early whatever it was a long it was a real... 91 we came out okay well when that came out like that was Dan been heard from in a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was really, it was actually really a cool album because that what it, what that album did was make people go back and get movie pictures and get fucking you know these well, albums you, that. Man. I borrowed, I borrowed Joanna's phone. It's like you got this, you got Rush self-titled album, yep. 1974, which I have original pressing, five by nine seventy-five. Seventy-five. I, I was one, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe they have maybe one and a half. I, maybe half of one. I don't even know. Maybe it was six months. Press of Steel in the same year, also that's seventy-five. They were on fire. Uh, Twenty-one twelve is also is nineteen seventy-six. Dude, that was the one. Everybody had twenty-one twelve. Everyone, everyone had that album on vinyl, CD, fucking cassette, whatever. It was there. No downloads, bitches. You fucking young people. Yeah, my dad saw 
My dad tried to get my mom out to go see them live for a 21-12 tour. Didn't work out. Her dad would let, his, her dad would let her go with him. Oh, wow. How, now, how old were they? How old were they when that was the thing? When, they were young. My dad was only Teenagers, a year, right? Year, yeah. My dad was only a year older than my mom. So. Wow. Uh, but um, she, she was 54 and he was 55, so it was only oh, wow. a year, year older. But then you got Farewell to Kings. You also have Hemispheres is a Masterpiece. You want to Hemispheres is a really cool album I went back to and was like, I just was like, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Uh, Permanent Waves, which is awesome. Movie pictures, signals. And after that, I'm not a huge fan of Power Windows or Grace Under Fire or Hold Your Fire. Right. Or Hold Your Fire. But then Presto comes out, which is cool. Roll Your Bones is cool. Counterparts is cool. But Tessa... Test for Echo is really cool. Uh, was that their last album? What was it called? The last ab- the last album was Clockwork Angels, which I bought and I saw them on that tour, the Clockwork Angels tour. I got I actually have the first issue of the comic series. They only, they only made two of them. Oh, interesting. I, I, I got the first issue of Clockwork Angels, which is like uh, they're go- they went back to contest album stuff. Well, you know, it's funny. Like before, I, like, let me because I'm thinking about this now. So give me a minute. Like pause that. Put a fucking sure. bookmark there. I was, I was, I was, I was, well, this is great. And I'm just trying to think about bands that I went back to. I, I fucking was at the, like the family store, the family dollar store the other day. I always get my like toilet paper and my paper towels and shit. Cause so sure. and, you, and you always look at the DVD Blu-ray stuff. You know, they always got like, oh, you know, always, you have to, because there could be something out of print. And you're like, man, that motherfucker, you can't get that anymore, or whatever. I'm looking at the CDs. Now, I'm looking over the CDs, and it's the original CD. It's got it's got a hologram cover, which is, I'm looking over, and I'm like, you know what? I never listened to this album. And what ended up happening, and I'll reveal this in a second, everyone's like, what are you talking about? The build-up to this is that I'm looking at the album, are you there? I'm here. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm looking at the album. You you can flip it, and it starts to make this cool ass hologram on it. It's got that. It's that. It's that albums, the CDs that were coming out with the, in the cardboard sort of cool sleeves, oh, kind of like yeah. tiny yeah. vinyls, right? Yeah. yeah. I, that's what it reminded me of. It was like tiny vinyls that were happening because they did with Iron Maiden. They re-released their albums, and they were in these sleeves. Yeah. And it is. Were they EPs or? No, they were just they were just the CDs, but they were like in this sleeve, and which had liner notes, and which like what we grew up on. Like I grew up on vinyl. You would get the vinyl and fucking all the lyrics. It was all lyrics, and there were photos, and there were like fucking badass artwork, whatever. And you had a whole. You put the album on. You're fucking. You put the album on, and you're sitting there kicking back. There's no internet. There's no computers. You're looking at this this piece of artwork in your hand. You also okay. you also got like live photos, which were rad. Yes, you got photos that somebody took, and there were like these. So anyway, this came out in 2012. Let me see the. It was ACDC's last full new all new music. Studio album they did with Brian Johnson, dude. Uh, Brian Johnson. Okay. 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 So I'm an ACDC fan. I love Bon Scott. I love Brian. I love them both. I I just love the band. I'm not into this 
Axl Rose thing, but I hear Axl Rose is doing. I hear I, I watched a couple. Like, let me see what he's doing there. He is actually pulling off some Bob Scott, but he's never going to be able to do Brian Johnson. But mm. like, he's he's got the he's doing Bob Scott music. They're do, they're doing but whatever. I, I love what was the who's the original lead of uh, the Who, dude? What was it? Tommy? What, what the fuck is Tommy, his name? Oh, you know what I'm talking about, dude? Okay, you're killing yeah. me right now. I know I uh, fucked it up with Tommy because that's not his fucking name. But I, uh, who is the lead singer of the Who? Okay. Oh no! He came out at one point and was like, uh, "Axl Rose singing for ACDC is just oh. karaoke." <laughs> He's going to tell us script episode. Oh, he's amazing. He's, uh... uh we fucked it up, but uh, I will find out right now. Let's let's rectify this immediately. Let me see. Uh, hold you gotta, on. You got to find it. I'm, it's going to lose my mind. Who is the lead singer of The Who? Roger Daltrey. How dare Why? I with the Tommy bullshit. Yeah. All right. Roger Daltrey comes out, and he goes... ACDC being lead singing being done by Axl Rose is just karaoke. <laughs> okay, and fucking brilliant, fucking brilliant. So my point is, I get this album. It's called Rock or Bust. Okay. I saw Okay. Yeah, you told me post that. Okay. So I was talking to my older brother Bill. We were laughing about. He's up We talk about crazy music and. He loves the song Rock and Roll and Noise Pollution. It's probably one of my... It's, it is my favorite Ryan Johnson ACDC song because I love the whole... He's lighting a cigarette in the beginning of that. You have a little guitar riff playing in the background by Angus. And he's telling you, you know, like, rock and roll is the shit. Okay, go fuck yourself. And if you got a problem with it, you tightwad motherfucker. Go suck sure. a dick. Sure. I'm going to fucking smoke a cigarette and I'm going to sing some rock and roll. And that's what that song is. Um, this album, okay, this guy's at this point 70 fucking years old. 70 years old. People don't realize that Angus is the youngest of all of them. Yeah, Angus is a very young, he was a young young kid when he started that band. He was yeah. 19. Bob yeah. Scott was like 27. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a difference, though. Like, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to... Well, okay, what, 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 would you have an issue with it, or? I'm just telling you, like, my review on this new album, like, this last album, I'll just, let, let me just finish up, and I'll tell you right now. So, I, I get this album, it's $4, I'm like, I'm gonna buy that, I never listened to this, and I remember when it came out, I'm like, yeah, it's a and I didn't buy it, because I'm an asshole. I didn't support them, I didn't fucking do whatever. This is a band that, when I was a kid, I grew up with this band. They were, they were, who made who, that was it. I, who you made know, who? That was, that, you know, I was, a, my first metal band was Iron, Iron Maiden. Yes, yeah. that was it. That soundtrack is straight up a greatest kiss album for, you know, with, with what they had done. And they had Ride On on it, which is a Bon Scott song, which I love that they put that there. They did not shut him away. That's why he didn't exist. Ride yeah. On is on that album. Who Made Who was a brand new song. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and so was DT. Like, if you listen, it's, it's just intermetal. Instrumental. DT is like... And it was like... I, I know. Fucking, I, I've heard lots of... I've heard lots. You've heard Who Made Who. You've listened to the album. Who Made Who. Okay? 
Um, love it. It's part of my childhood. Um, really discovered Bon Scott after that. Thank God for that album. Thank and God. I, I had heard Highway to Hell yeah. and Dirty Deeds and then learned the story of, of Bon Scott and like what Hello, happened. Rosie. Whole lot of Rosie, Jailbreak 74, Powerade. Dude, you can't fuck with Powerade. Powerade is a fucking badass album. High Voltage. High Voltage. Hell ain't a bad place to be. Like, I posted posted this the other day. Like, yeah, people don't know that song. They're like, oh my god, I'm like, listen to this song, dude. And it's a badass song. And you're like, yeah. Blew my fucking mind in high school. I was like, I was like, my no, mom. You're a badass. If, you're, if you had a headphone and you were listening to that on your headphones, you're like, I'll fight any man. That's my it. My mom was like, <laughs> it's so funny. My mom was so like, not sure about certain music. In right. She was like, I don't know if I should let her listen to this. Because she was, she was kind of, she was kind of like, yeah, she had moral. She had a moral sense about her. I was like, eh, my terrible mom for letting him check this out. <laughs> she was like, poor me. Not my mom. She's like, hey, I know you're only seven and a half, but we're going to go watch Halloween 2 in a theater, bro. <laughs> she was like, porn. And we did. Between Rebellion and yeah. Christianity. It was yep. tough. Oh, my yeah. Dad, my dad was like, full more. Fucking do it. Go. Show it, like, it to him. Burn uh, his eyes out of his skull. Let him see the my darkness. Dad, my dad was like, fucking yeah. do it, man. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, what was, was the song? The zoo, the zoo by Scorpion. My dad's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. It is like, part of the zoo. You're kidding me. Dad. Dude, you can't fuck with that, dude. That's, I mean, there's, there's, there's no fucking, there's no fucking just, around it. He was just like, fucking do it. You, you learn later about what this dude's really about, you're like, holy shit. I didn't know. I was a kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exposing you to horrifying shit. And then, and like, magnetism? Yeah. Did you get magnetism when he borrowed that shit when I was a kid? For the fucking dude? With that, 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 that artwork, that, that artwork alone is fucked up. You're like, what's going on? What's up? What's crossing his eyes? What's what's covering his eyes? And you're just looking at oh, animal magnetism. Like, and you're like, oh, Kind of grab his girl's tits. It's like gum strikes yep. onto the fucking thing. I'm like, what's this all yep. about? I'm like, I don't know. I just thought this fucking album was amazing. I'm like, fucking, what, Virgin Killers? What is this? He's like, yeah, Virgin Killers awesome. It's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a song I've grown up with. Fucking straight on. Go to it. And I'm like, Virgin Killer? All right, cool. I listen to Virgin Killer. I'm like, yeah, Virgin Killer is great. Not so much later where I'm like, whoa, Virgin Killer is fucking dark. <laughs> I'm like, the Scorpion song. That's really fucking dark. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But my, my mom was always torn. Oh, yeah, she was like, did you knock it off? Did you not? Well, not now. Your mom's, in, you know, you guys are close in age. I mean, yeah. eventually, you know, essentially, you are. You don't people think about it, but yeah. your parents were young. Your parents were young when they had you. It's kind of like, you know, my mom had me pretty young. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy. It's just like, oh, my shit. Like, like my, my kids. 17. My mom was 17, man. So, hey. Well, I, you know, I had my I had my daughter when, when I was 23, 24. And what's oh, cool good. is that she'll, she'll be 21 this year. And William, by the time he is 20 or 18, whatever, I'll still be in my 40s. I'll be like 48. 
Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. You know, like it, it, they're they're grown ups and like you know, you know that kind of thing. So go ahead, no, go ahead, buddy. I'm no, sorry. no, my dad was my dad always told me instead of my mom. They told me always try to ingrain it in me. They're like, look, if you're gonna have a kid, try to have your kid as respectfully as young as possible because after they're older, you can go become fucking wild again. I'm like, all right, cool. So we had you know me and my ex wife. Had Bryce pretty young. I'm 33 right now. My birthday just a couple of weeks ago, well, last week or whatever. So it's like, shit, yeah. Well, you know, by the time he gets fucking 18, I'll be pretty respectfully young still, so I can still go yeah. out and do crazy shit. So, all right, cool. Yeah. So, and son somebody look at you, like, like, like my son, like, looks at me and is like shaking his head when I'm drinking and partying and shit. <laughs> like, he's like, nah, I don't want to fucking do that. And so, like, he'll be there to take care of you at some point. Or he'll be like, go fuck yourself already. Are you all fucked up? You're a piece of shit. What if you, your worst fear is, like, you ever see the movie, uh, was it Warrior, right? With fucking, uh, uh, Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy and the guy from Star Wars. And it was, uh, Nick Nolte was their dad. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my God. And, like, they were like, you're just a drunk your whole life. And fucking, he throws the penny. Remember, he throws the quarters at him? Yeah. Dude, that was fucked up. I watched that at the time. I watched that with my, you know, my daughter's now ex-boyfriend. But, like, they were growing up together. Me and him watched that movie together. We both were holding each other crying at the end. Dude. Funny enough, for you guys watching Warrior? For yeah. Me and my, for me and my dad? It was what that was close. It? It was at close range, dude. Oh, dude, I haven't seen it since it came out. How's that? I need to watch that film. I need that film. I need to watch that film. I need to look on Voodoo and see if they can rent it. It's probably there. You can. I need to kind of look it up. You can definitely rent it. Is it there? Uh, it'll be like three bucks. I'll rent it. I need to watch that film. Exactly. Big close range is a fucking yeah. powerful Rick Ramos has talked Ooh. about it. Uh, uh, Joey Diaz has talked about it. They're like, no, you don't fuck around with you know, Christopher Walken in clo- at close range. And you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, you, you watch that scene of fucking Sean Penn wash off the, the bullet holes with the water hose by the side of the house. And you see him come in there and see his dad fucking see the blood, start seeping out of his fucking flannel shirt. You're like, oh man, this is some brutal shit. It's brutal. It's, yeah, fucking, what's his name? Uh, his brother's Chris in there, right? Chris, yeah, Chris Penn's in there. Fuck oh, yeah. Chris, Chris McGlover's in that? No, no, Chris Penn. Chris Penn's Oh, Chris Penn, yeah, Jesus Christ. It's yeah, brutal, he's his younger man. brother, man. It's fucking brutal. brutal. That's a brutal movie. I remember watching with my dad and my mom, and this, it was always a movie that hit my dad, but dad was always like, watch fucking at close range. Fuck that shit. That shit is, it'll fuck you up. Every time, like, fucking close range, man, close range. Every time, I was like, all right, I watch. It was like, it was like close range and fucking, uh, what, the, what is it, uh, the Prince of fucking Greenwich Village, man. It was every time, like, fucking watch these fucking movies. They're fucking brutal. Every time. And, yeah, I watched them. And I watched close range with my dad and my mom. I was like, this is a fucking depressing-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking sad. It's like to live and to live and die in L.A. You ever watch that? You're like, they kill William Peterson. You're like, I thought he was gonna survive, and he's like, hey, he freaks out. Remember, he's all freaking out. He's like, ah, fuck, what the fuck? And then you shoot him, dude. I'm like, god damn, dude. Look at in the locker room with this guy. It is brutal as fuck. God, that movie is so brutal. 
when he just when he bust into that drug dealer, whatever he was, gang leader, drug dealer, yeah. uh, and you see those yeah. little kids that are soldiers, kind of long before, you know, long before like Bullworth or some shit. Okay, he's going. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it, yeah, it's right? very impactful. Yeah, for sure. And, and like Stallone has to back down Billy D in that scene. He's like, "It ain't worth it. Don't do it." You know, and he's all like, "What did you say to me, motherfucker?" And but that's that's Billy D. Williams, dude. Got a yeah. shotgun, fucking pointed at this guy. And it's like, what did you just fucking say to me? And he was gonna shoot him. He's like, fuck you. These are children. Fucking you. Know, you're, you know, whatever. And like, it's very powerful. And like Stallone. Yeah, to me, it's good. to me, it's Stallone's greatest role that never gets talked about. Is oh, Night Hawks. They never get talked about for sure. Yeah. I, I never get talked about. I, I definitely say uh, First Blood is probably his best movie ever made. So. Sure, that's that, and I, that's great. But like, like First Blood Rocky, is brutal, Rocky's amazing. First Blood is amazing. Man, then you skip Blood. over this, and nobody talks about Nighthawks. No and you go, Nighthawks, he had like three amazing roles in a row yeah. that were fucking badass, dude. Okay, it's all different. All different characters, all different, all different, all different you know. Yeah, I agree. Because Rocky is not Rambo, okay? No, no, it's not no, even no. a little bit, okay? Nope. Rocky nope. would never even be able. If Rocky showed up in a scene with Rambo, he'd be like, hey, I don't even know what to tell you. Thank you for your service. You know what I mean? And Rambo would look at him and be like, whatever, guy, you know, like, fucking, you know, you're fucking ridiculous, you know what I mean, type of thing. That ending the first one is brutal, man. It's still mm. brutal to today. Oh, oh no. Man, you, can't, you can't fuck with it. You cannot nah, fuck with that. It's it, 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 sad. Very yeah. sad. The, the music <laughs> makes you want to cry alone. You're just like, oh, damn, that's so fucking depressing. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I, saw, I think it was Terminator, but... My dad was like, let's check this out. And me and him running that from the video store. He's like, you gotta see this. And I remember just like... You gotta see mind. it. How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was old, dude. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you gotta check it out, man. It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah well, you see him cry. I'm like, I've been through everything, man. You won't oh, my God. To his, uh, you know, his starters, his, uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, his captain, captain Richard, General. Was it Richard Crenna or not Richard Crenna? Fucking, uh. No, no. I can't no. remember his name uh, all of a sudden, but, but he, when he's like, he's like, you know, fucking Martinez yep. and all this shit. He's like, this guy, fucking this guy. He's just like freaking out. He's like, this guy's dead, this guy's dead, this guy's fucking dead. I can't fucking do it. Oh my god. It's brutal. It's yep. so brutal, man. And then, like, if the guests would have let him continue walking through the street, everybody would, nobody would none the wiser. Everybody would have been fine. Yeah, fucking Brian Dennehy. Yeah, Brian Dennehy would be a fucking redneck, redneck oh, fuckface. Man. We don't like you kind of walking through the street. Now I am fine. And it's like, damn, he's like, dude, I'm just walking. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Going to the diner and taking food. Oh, here's a little David Bowie for you that's not practical. Check it out. Come in. Now, I wonder if you can hear this and you can play it. make it. I can't hear it yet, but play it loud. All right, hold on. Play it loud. Can you hear that yet? I can hear it okay, I guess. I can't hear it that All right, well, but... let's see what happens. 
And it was a podcast that played it, that replayed it once in a, they were doing a, uh, do you ever listen to Rumor podcast when it was available? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I listened to that. Yeah, that, that guy Stewart Feedback. I don't know if you yeah, remember I, that guy. Yeah, I listened to that back in the day. British guy, for a right? While. For a yeah, while. I have a, yeah, I have a bunch of those on. I have a bunch of those on an old iPad, iPod. I listen. I still go back and listen to. And he put that song in between the segments. I got a bunch of those garbage fucking. Uh, Bloody disgusting episodes too. It's terrible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what fucking great. What a terrible show, my friend. Well, bloody disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those guys were. Those guys were dicks, man. They were kind of dicks, man. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't like those guys. I was a dead. I was a dead pit guy. That was my horror podcast, Dead Pit Radio. Like, bah. Yeah, dead man. Pit, dead Pit was a, was like a was like. Dudes and people with family, so they, they really resonated with you, so it makes sense. But Well, that, at first it was just them. Like, but they didn't have any girlfriends, or, like, I mean, they did, but they didn't talk about it. But, but yeah, like, like it was the creepy, the creepy Kentucky, they were out of Kentucky. They did, yeah. they were the creepy, creepy Kentuckian and Uncle Bill, right? And there I'm still, you go. I'm, there you go. Creepy Kentuckian, yeah, okay. Yep, and I'm friends with them still to this day on Facebook, and, like, they're still awesome, and once in a while they'll do like they call it an evening with Dead Pit, and they'll do it like every five months. They'll do an episode because they ended the end of the show. It was really cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and um, but still, every once in a while they'll be like, "Hey, we did an episode." It was like, "Oh shit!" And it's just them as adults now. They're married, and well, yeah, you know, oh, and it's that's how it goes. So, yeah. Make it still being funny, still being sarcastic as fuck, like they were. They were ballbusters, dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Like it's still a lot of fun. Those guys were um, just—you don't realize. Like they were—they're like around your age, you know. Uh, yeah. Would, like they, and and uh, maybe, maybe they're a couple years older, but like now they, but like when they did that, they had just come out of like high school. They were in college and shit. And you're like, holy shit! And now they're just fucking like they they, they grew up is what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they were brutal. They were just fucking everybody. They were like, yeah, fuck you. And he's like, we don't burn bridges, we blow bridges up, dude. I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I've I used that forever. It's like, I've never forgotten that. Like, we don't burn bridges, we just blow bridges up. And I'm like, you guys are badasses. They didn't give a fuck, dude. They did an interview with Thompson, or uh, John Carpenter, right? Oh, shit. And, that yeah, was great. It's a great interview. I still have it on. Uh, uh, Mike, where you at? Oh, oh, oh wait, I'm, let's take it out to Mike. Mike, get her real fast. Hey, come here. Come here. Let's take it out to you real fast. Get her underneath the bed. You're almost there. Head. Almost out. I think you're working on a car right now. Come on. Come on. Oh, you got light right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right. give me a <laughs> you I love you, you really. Huh? Can I throw you? I'll throw you right now. I'm on the phone with my buddy's leg off. Yeah. You want me to throw you right now? Yeah. I'll go and throw you right now. Ready? Uh, Ready? Yeah. Don't hold on though, because you're gonna mess things up. Like One. last time? Yeah. Two. Two. Ready? Yeah. Three. Oh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Right, love, you. love you, Dad. Mm. Love you very much. Love you. Big dreams, okay? I'll see you in the morning.
there's no way out. I mean, I guess some people could say... RoboCop's the only sort of half-optimistic ending, if you sure. want to call it that. Sure. I, I would consider... I'm, I'm with you on that. I'd say RoboCop's probably the only, like, quote-unquote happy ending, because, you know, Peter Weller and Nancy Allen live at the end, which is what... It, it's, it's yeah, really, we, I'm, I'm we, really, we really don't know if Nancy... Like, if that, if that was just one movie... Like, you really don't know if Nancy Allen would have lived. You like, don't know. Yeah, you don't yeah. know at all. No, you don't know. They fix everything. Um, Remember, you're like, holy yeah. shit, dude. He's just like, don't worry. Now. They'll fix you. They I fix mean, everything. Even with Total Recall, I've heard, I've listened to the doc, the uh, commentary a couple of times where Barrymore says that at the end, Arnold just lobotomized. It's not that was it. a happy We wanted to, like, we wanted okay. to kill him. We wanted to destroy him. Uh, the studio said no, but uh, if it was my way, um, he would have had uh, lobotomy. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Arnold, with, the fucking, <laughs> with that Paramount fucking Pegasus heading towards the screen, I was like, this is me heading towards the TV screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, best, the best counter with Schwarzenegger is Conan with uh, Millions. Um, Conan Millis is yeah. is very proud of that film, okay? And he should be. And, I mean, yes, as he should be. It's fucking really awesome. And Schwarzenegger is basically like, he'll tell us, it's funny because he's literally doing a commentary, almost like a boxing match where, or a fighting match or wrestling, whatever, <laughs> where he's like, right, yeah, right. this, is where, this is where I get up and uh, the, the, the voices uh, that were counting at me. And like, I'm very sick, you know, this, this uh, real thing. I, uh, uh, the vultures. And then fucking Millie's is like, yeah, we fucking set him up. And, uh, <laughs> the, you know, you cut to, uh, like Tulsa, Do- Tulsa, Tulsa Doom or whatever, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh my God. And he's like, look at, uh, James, he, uh, he's doing the thing where he's looking at you and you just, uh, you're like, oh my, you're hypnotized. Like, uh, he hypnotized, he hypnotized my mother and this, uh, this stuff. And you're like, yeah, I know, it's cool, because we're watching it. It's fucking awesome. But you're, but if you're high or like a little drunk and you're watching that, you're laughing. Because he's totally goofing. He's not an idiot. He's no idiot. He's just making fun of the whole thing, but he's doing, and he knows that he can do that with his voice. Guy was a governor. Yeah, for like I mean, eight years, it's like, dude knows he's fucking with you, yeah, and you know he's a fun guy. He he's likes definitely a fun guy. He likes weed. He's pro oh, weed. He sure does. He, does. He, he, he he totally drinks, and you know that he would just if you just said, hey, you know, if you were if you were able to meet with him, like at like he always goes to Oktoberfest in Austria. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And drinks beer and, and gets yeah. crazy. With his son. Yeah, <laughs> with his new son, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah that kid, the fucking uh, the maid's kid. The maid's kid. Yeah, I just, I was horny. I what do you want? I, there was nothing left. The walls are coming. I came on the walls. that came. Uh, it was coming, and the guy was coming. And so somebody, I don't know, Rogan talking about he sold the house, and Rogan Rogan was talking about it, he's like, you know there's like ghosts on the, you know there's ghosts on the walls in that fucking place, man? (laughs) Fucking like, 
Schwarzenegger like load fucking ghosts. You know, and he's talking about it. He's like, I come, I come with the water, I come, I do, I die. I come with, I come with I'm lifting, I coming with I, I, That's I, it. Gym, fucking Schwarzenegger. I'm coming, I'm coming here. We're, we're, we're coming. It was coming. coming. It was, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and like, you're just like, this guy's an animal. But you know he's a fun guy to hang out with, and, like, he's he's probably a really just... Anyway, it would be a lot of fun to, like... We're going to Austria, Oktoberfest, Schwarzenegger's going to be there, and we're going to fucking we're gonna fucking drink beer with that I, psycho. I've actually, post, I've actually emailed Arnold Schwarzenegger several times. Oh, wow. Uh, with the, did, uh, did you ever get through? Like, was it like, a, like it happened, or what? It has happened, yeah. I try, I try to contact... Uh, with these contests too, I kind of oh, wow. him and everything. Like I just, I kind of laid it all on the line. Just told him like you know how much he meant to me and how much he meant to my dad. Cause my dad was a huge oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger fan. Like that's why that's why I got the Schwarzenegger like love from was my dad. Yeah, but never got anything back. I'm sure he gets like a shit ton of emails though, like every day. Oh yeah, it's, it's got it's no, it's it's tough. It's like damn man, like what you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it, it, it's not a big deal, whatever. But like you know. That fucking Puerto Rican though was he's taking like sure and stones like lost off. He's like, Yeah, I take a little bit here, take a little bit off right here. I think I took a little too much off with uh, I, I, I I was like I didn't understand. I was I was sitting there the whole like you know, we were just sitting and we started drinking and then that Hoven was like, Yeah, we could do this. Because it basically <laughs> You basically defeat Sharon Stone completely naked. She's Can you imagine if that wasn't Michael Douglas but Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> imagine that was that movie. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, Douglas is good in it. I mean, Douglas, for some reason, was the dude who's like softcore porno. Oh, yeah. I took an back in the day. But, like, yeah, I, I mean... Basic Instinct is a brutal movie. He's in there. He sees his ass, but, like, he's... You see everything from everybody. Everybody's almost completely naked in that, this movie, that movie. It's insane. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's, it's a trip. It's good, All right, it holds I, up. I think you need to go back and watch it. Yeah, it. I'll watch it at some point. I mean, I saw it a lot when it came... I saw it when it came out. Got into that theater. People were like, oh, wow. Um... You know, saw it a lot on VHS, and then it was on cable, and you you would watch it because Sharon Stone was like, you know, doing her thing, on naked, yeah, doing her thing, and then we saw her. Holy shit! I remember seeing her in the a Sliver, you know. Oh my god! Yeah, with Baldwin, with uh, Baldwin, Michael Baldwin, yep. yeah, yep. and like this, pretty intense. And then she was yep. just interviewed on Mark Maron about like six, about two two months ago. It was really good. Wait. Stones on Mark show? Yeah, she went on his show. Oh, it, I, I want to say that. it was three months ago. You can just find it. It's it's yeah, fucking intense. And she talks about she talks about her life, talks about like what she was going through, and like it's really intense, man. You're like, damn, I will, I will definitely listen to that shit for sure. Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone's a very like. Closet oh, human being. She, you don't really yeah. know too much about her, so I would love to hear more about her. Oh yeah, and she and she lets it all out here. She just fucking drops it. She's like, "Here's my life." Huh. Okay, and you're like, I "Holy I shit!" I gotta hear it. Yeah, it's all. It's he's got. He did it. 
Um, all right, so here's a little sample of the old fucking geezers kicking ass. This is Rocker Bust. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. That's a hit, Casey. God damn! That sounds like shit. Alright, okay, we're a little better now. Oh, I don't know what's wet, y'all. It sounds like a fat screen. It's laying over. It's fucking Brian. Ah. Oh, that's probably why. Okay. He's seventy years old. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you hate Brian Jones. I can tell that. You're like, fuck that cat scratch fever. It's guy a sense well, yeah, I yeah, I think it's fucking hilarious, dude. I just love it. I just guy did. I totally figured it out. You're like, because earlier you were like Brian Johnson, no, no, no. Hey, listen. Yeah, I. You don't like. And that's and that's that's. Yeah. That's the shit. That that was I was there for that, man. You people, you have no idea. Well, Whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's fine, dude. But I was literally saying that the recording that I was going through was like high. It is my head. Like when we used to fucking, we used to make, me, me and my older brother would make songs up, dude. I'm like, if ACDC came out with a song called "Fucking Slap the Sack," and it was in like their big bands, like the the the. Uh, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I mean, fine. Okay, so I had this whole gimmick, you know, like, you know, you have, like, 80 comes out, and he's shooting Iron Maiden and all this robotically. I'm like, their gimmick for Slap the Sack, which would have been a new ACDC album that's never been created, but it's something I came up with. True. And it was, it was Brian Johnson singing, he's like, Slap the Sack, Jack! And then fucking, you'd have a giant <laughs> set of testicles, big old fat testicle bag hanging down behind them. And a yeah. giant hand comes out of the ground with a catapult and slaps the nutsack bag, dude. And then bo- <laughs> bombs explode and cannons go off, dude. And fucking the song is called Slap the Sack, Jack. Oh, and fucking. Like, it's kind of like Crocus. It's like, like Crocus, okay. man. Fucking. Crocus. Crocus, dude. That fuck, was they calling Crocus? Was they calling Crocus that? Well, my, fair, my favorite song. Well, it's just. Trying to sing Brian Johnson, they were trying to do Brian Johnson. Sure, yeah. but my favorite only song that I love from Crocus is "Screaming in the Night" because the lyrics are so intense about this pain oh, that he's Crocus. feeling about this person he loves, dude. Oh, like this girl, this woman that he loves, dude. Like he yeah. can't have her, and that's it, it, it's over. It, it, that song, "Screaming in the Night," you know, fucking like awesome, Crocus, dude. Yeah. yeah. But but Brian Johnson slapped, you know, ACDC slapped the sack. Slap the sack, Jack! And he fucking just jumps up and down, and he, he's fucking bombs are going off, testicle, like laser lights are being blown out into the <laughs> theater, or whatever. <laughs> but I love Brian. Dude, I love all of ACDC. I, I, uh, I, I'm just there. I, like, I was there for all of it. But what, what I was talking to my brother, but here, check this out, but what I was talking to my brother about was, uh, he didn't realize this guy, you know, he, I told him, I was like, 
you don't realize that, like, those songs in Black and Black were written. Bon Scott. Can you imagine what Back in Black would have been like with Bon Scott singing it, Jeremy? Whole different sounding album. It would be. And, and he... It's all the lyrics. He was practicing those songs. He yeah, died. Man. People don't realize that he died. Not He didn't... You know, he vomited on his own... No, that was John Bonham from fucking Led Zeppelin. Okay, he vomited, he got drunk, and blacked out and choked on his yeah. own vomit. Bon, bon Scott froze to death. Dude, imagine this. So you're blacked out drunk, and you're sitting in the front seat of your car passed out. Yep. The temperature outside is like two below zero. Well, that's the, that's the what I've always heard is that. And he froze to death. That was it. He froze yep. to death, dude. Like, damn, dude. Like, damn. Yeah. All right. Didn't even know. That's how drunk he was. Okay, that's how blacked drunk. out drunk he was. Um... But but he he had seen those lyrics like he was going to go record that album. So back in black with Bon Scott would have been very strange. Like you know you're like what would that have sounded like? It would have been very bluesy, right? It would have had that bluesy yeah. shit going. I think they would have gone a little harder. A little bit harder where where they were heading, and, and he probably was. It's crazy when you think about like what that album would have sounded like with Bon Scott and not Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I, I, imagine, I thought about it. Can you imagine rock and roll noise solution with Bon Scott? Bon Scott? It would have been a masterpiece, in my opinion. Hey, all you metal men. He, 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 I just think yeah. he's talking to you, right? All you middle men. He's like, yeah. hey, all, all you middle, middle men. Yeah. And he would have dragged it out, and it would have been, like, way more sexy and kind of... Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Damn, more theatrical and, and powerful. And I, no, listen, and I love the Brian Johnson version of that. When he lights up, you can hear him light his fucking uh, uh, his uh, 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 Zippo lighter. You hear him flick it. Yeah, and he lights a cigarette. And I love that point in that song where he's just like, "Hey now, all you," he's like, "Hey now, all you middlemen sitting on the post, you know, or why are you out there sitting on the post, you know." Would you get off your ass and come down here? Because rock and roll ain't no... Yeah. Uh, it's not rhythm. I used to think it when I was a kid, I was like, it ain't no rhythm, man. But that's not what it says. It's riddle. Rock oh. and roll ain't no riddle, man. Okay. To me, it makes good, good... I, dude, it's crazy because I... Yeah, dude, and it just goes, da 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 and you're going to fuck it off. But imagine Bon Scott's version of that would have been more like Squealer or something. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, bon you know what I'm talking about? Bon you know what I'm talking about. He, he, oh, I know what you're talking about. He had it, man. I, I think Bon Scott was born to play. That whole jailbreak uh, opening is him just talking to you. He's narrating yeah. some shit. Yeah. You're right? And you're going, holy shit, dude. Bon Scott just... He, 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 he heard, you heard him. Storyteller. You, you focus on him. Yep. You listen to him the entire time, and his voice was powerful as shit. Powerful, like, but subtle, too, at the same time. Like, I he agree. was able to take it down a notch, and you were like, this is ACDC, right? Bon Scott um, bon just had it, man. He was one of the dudes that was, he's one of the rare ones that actually had it. Like, he was a guy that, like, oh, he had knew, it. He, he totally knew rock it. and roll. He knew blues. Yep. He knew soul. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Yep. And that's why Bon Scott, to me, and he, he was older than all of them. 
Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. So do you, do you, what does Bon Scott mean to you? I, I just love to hear this because I love him too. Man. Go ahead. What does Bon Scott mean to me? Yeah, yeah. You were about to say it and I interrupted you. Like You were just like, to me, Bon Scott, to me, and then I kept interrupting. Oh, bon, I think Bon Scott is one is, we have all these, these people that in all these souls that have created soul music and right. rock and roll and rhythm yeah. and blues and everything. And I think that Bon Scott is definitely one of those layers that sadly got he he passed away way too soon in my opinion. Yeah. But a yeah. dude that really knew all of that. I think him and Angus especially knew together on some sort of wavelength that they knew what they were doing. They made oh, oh, oh. Angus found his right. Yeah, and just found his front man. It was like, this is my front man, dude. Like, that's no, that. Sure. Yeah. There, there was that's no, it. No question you know? about it. And I think it's, I think it's very... Um, it's his uh, band. People don't realize it. You get angry at him, but it's the choice that he makes all you want. But he is the owner of that band. It's kind of like Steve Harris. He is so Iron Maiden. It's not Bruce Dickinson. You know, it's bassist Steve Harris started that band and was like... If you fuck up, you just, he throws him out. He's like, you're done. I I, I agree. So there's, there's, a, there's a for me though, at least with ACDC, once yeah. Bon when, when Bon Scott was alive, I yeah. think for me it was Bon Scott and Angus. They oh oh, they, oh yeah, they, no, they, they fed off each other. No fucking they, yeah totally, yeah they yeah. totally fed off each other. But yeah. like that that rhythm and those leads with Bon Scott. They were talking to each other with music and, 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 and lyrics, dude. They were speaking to each other. Exactly. Uh, like, they, they they fed each other the fuel. And people people don't get it. It's like, they had, like, they had, like, six to seven albums before Brian Johnson. There's an entire fucking selection of music from that. It's not like, oh, he died after one album was made. It's like, no... Wrong. He was there for a long time, almost a decade with yeah. that band, like I did, like Beatles style. Remember we talked about that earlier. Beatles were only together for ten years. It's nothing, nothing. They they could never come back together and like do music together. That's how angry they were at each other. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? For a long time. And you go and you fucking. Listen to that early library of music from ACDC. It is there's no joke going on. It's, no, it's like even Joey Diaz. He's like I, you know, he's like I, I like some of the Brian Johnson shit, but there's Bon Scott, and I'm like it's Bon Scott. Yeah, I, you know, I love the box. I mean, I listen. I'll listen. Put it this way: there are some bad albums they did. Not it wasn't Brian Johnson's fault because he wasn't writing the lyrics. But like Flick of the Switch, and uh, what was the one? There was another one that came out between... Razor's Edge? No. I, I, Razor's Edge was huge when it came out, actually. I remember that as a kid. It was fucking... I spelled it live in Tampa. It was out of control, dude, okay? But, um, yeah, and I say it's not like this perfect album or anything like that. There's some good songs out, but... Um, uh, I love the song Razor's The song Razor's Edge, which, which was not a hit, is my favorite song on that album. It's like, listen, listen to that song. It is bad to the bone, dude. It's like, holy shit. Right? The, 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 
the, the, the, the guitar, the riffs, and then Brian Johnson singing like he ain't laughing in this song. There's a lot of songs he's kind of jovial. This song is deadly serious, you know. You know, and he's and you're like, damn, dude. It's almost like Halloween almost, you know. And fucking Brian Johnson's like, the rain is a stage. You're like, oh, shit, he's not playing, man. Like, But, yes, there's not, like, a bunch of great albums in between. And, like, uh, I don't, or, there, was a, there was one where it was Flick on the Switch and Fly on the Wall. Those were two albums that came out that were not hits. People do not even remember those albums. I remember uh, Fly on the Wall, but I definitely remember Rachel's Edge, for sure. Yeah, which came out, like, that was, like, uh, you know, uh, oh, my God, what were the songs? There were hits on that album. There was a... Uh, Rachel's Edge? Yeah, man. Rachel's Edge had Money Talks, and... Uh, oh, uh, Money Talks is a rad song. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a hit, man. They filmed that, that video down here in Tampa. I saw them live, like, yeah, uh, Money Talks, um, uh, what else did it have on it? Oh, my God, there was two of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck came from oh. Razor's Edge. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You bet! Stop that And you're just like, oh, shit, dude, fucking Alice Cobb! He's a man of the night, you know, Cobb! Oh, no, you're just fucking like, hey, you! And you, there was no help from you. And fucking he, you know, Angus is just fucking going off, dude, with his guitar. He's just hopping, skipping, and jumping, and whatever he does, fucking down the fucking thing. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you're a kid. You know, you're a teenager. I was a kid, but I was a teenager. I was like 17. That came out, and it was like, dude, you guys still got it, bro. You know? Yeah. That was their, that was their big album where they came back and were, like, huge again for a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, Angus. I don't think Angus ever lost it. So I, I understand. Oh no, but but the those two albums I mentioned, they were they were considered flops for them. Like you know, Fly on the Wall and Flick of the Switch. And there there are no songs that I, I need to go back and listen. This is where you. This is where now like decades have passed, and this is where you should go back and listen to those albums, right? And go, what went wrong back then? But oh my God, this is I'm not, like, I'm listening to this new album. Well, it's not new. It's fucking <laughs> two thousand. I, I think it's actually two thousand twelve, not fourteen. But let me just double check here. I'll look at it. Two thousand fourteen. Rocker really? Bus came out. Yeah, Rocker really? Bus. Play ball. Rock the blues away. Misadventure. Dogs of War. Good song. Uh, got some rock and roll thunder. Hard times. Baptism of fire. Rock the House, Sweet Candy, and Emission Control. Yeah, this is the titles of those tracks, okay? This is fucking Fire sounds like a fucking Iron Maiden song. I don't know. I, I'll oh, yeah. It oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, it doesn't sound like an Iron Maiden song. It just sounds like an ACDC song. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's like, okay, that's interesting. Cause there, there's these, this is the guy at the end of the road. This is where Brian Johnson's clearly losing his hearing. Yeah. 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 Hey, what you, what you say, mate? The fucking the best is Ron. Uh, what's his name? Who's the comedian? Uh, uh, Ron White. He was on Rogan. He was on Rogan show. Oh, yeah, they were on Rogan, up. dude. Like, dude, I that shit. It was so funny. Got him hammered. Pulled out like, hey, you know, you want to bottle uh, Jack Daniels? Did he bring his uh, his own fucking vodka on the show? Some shit. 
That was on that was on Joey's show like two weeks later. He brings his whole bottle of his own oh. brand of tequila and they're drinking the whole thing. But on Rogan's show, he starts talking shit. He's really good friends with Brian Johnson down here and he lives in Sarasota, which is about an hour from where I'm at, okay? Oh, okay, okay. And Brian Johnson, it, it was right after that. They were like, uh, and, and like, Ron got all defensive about Axl Rose and Brian Johnson getting fucked over. He's my personal friend. Because Rogan oh. was like, Rogan was like, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, fucking, <laughs> Rod shut him down. They're all good friends, but it's so funny. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, I think it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, you got, you got Axl Rose, he's kind of doing the old Bob Scott stuff. And then Ron just was like, I'm personal friends with fucking Ryan Johnson. You know, I can tell you, it's like, fuck Axl Rose, man. <laughs> and Rogan starts laughing, dude. He's like, all right, tell me what's up. He's like, he's like, man. So he says that, like, Brian Johnson, at his house, at his mansion that he owns on the water, on the beach, in fucking Sarasota, which is paradise, where Stevie King lives, when he's not in Okay, Maine. okay, okay. And, and fucking, he's... He has in his he has in his front fucking living room a exact fucking replica of the pub the 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 the, oh. uh, the British the Scottish pub that he grew up with when he was a kid. Oh, man. so wow. you you wake up on his couch and there's a full bar, full pub, everything he loves to drink and get fucking you know sh- sloshed with, right right there. Yeah. You know, and like this is, the, and he said he's like, you know, he's a good guy. He fucking goes out, he hangs out. And if you're a dick to him, though, he's a dick back, and it's funny because he's not very tall. He's like my height. Yeah, he's not very tall. Dude. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, he's literally like five foot six, like I am. But yeah. he's powerful. He's always was powerful on stage. You look at his presence. He's just like I'm only five foot eight, so I mean, it's not that much crazy. I'm fine. I am five foot six. You know, I know what that's like. But, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, no one... You, you approach me with short jokes. I'm like, ah, I get it. I'm sure you're a fucking cocksucker. I hope you die in a fire <laughs> crash because you're an asshole. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, go fuck yourself. I will shut you down. Like, that's it. And so it doesn't happen often in my life, you know. But it has happened when I was younger and stuff like that. Like, I had to prove myself yeah. or whatever bullshit. But, like, yeah. I always looked at Brian Johnson and it was like, he doesn't give a fuck what people think. He is up there singing his ass off, happy to be part of this band, wow. and just having a good time. Like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't blame him for anything, anything like that. He never tried to, like, be Bon Scott. He never tried to, like, ever no. sing. Because he sang right on. I always look for, like, I wonder if Brian Johnson ever sang right on. And he did. I found a recording of it. That was on YouTube, and he's like, I never did, he says it, I never would do the song, it's just Bond's song, but, uh, you know, I think it was his birthday or something, and like, we want to honor him, and I want to give it a shot, I want to give it a shot, I want to throw this thing right on, and you're like, oh shit, and he really did a good, cool version of, of a ride-on, it doesn't shit on Bon Scott's version, doesn't try to be like, it's just better than that version, he's like, I'm just honoring an old friend, because he knew Bon Scott too. That's what's crazy. People don't even understand that. He was yeah. pressing that dude, you know? Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving, 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 I'm not giving
That's fine. Um, and we got, like but, you said, we got like five albums with Bon Scott, so it's like, let's stick with five albums with Bon Scott. So. Right, but there's still some cool, you can't you can't say it like Who Made Who wasn't fun, or... Oh, no, no, Who Made Who is always a blast. And I think you know, a, I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, this is good. For those about to rock is a good song. I don't like, care, like... No, yeah, like, I agree. I agree with right? too. They're fun, right? Like, there's just fun songs. You're like, yeah! But, but you like, there's always going to be, like, they had this guy back in the day that was a completely different... It wasn't more like... They were almost like... I hate to say it like this because it, it, it kind of comes across shitty. They became sort of pop rock. Pop rock. Uh, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Right? But, like, yeah. not even by their own, like, choosing. It just became... That's what they were. They are being yeah. played at hockey games. They are being yeah. played at, like, you know... Yeah. Uh, Back in Black has always been played at sporting events. I mean, like, you know. It's like Queen. It's like Queen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We will rock you, and yeah. we're the champions. And like, yeah. We still love those songs, but we see them on, a, I think we feel them on a different meaning. Like, yeah. for me, it's like, whatever, take your fucking, your, your fucking, you know, uh, hockey team and stick it up your ass. This song, <laughs> this song was cool before yeah. you were cool. You know, like, yeah. fuck you. I agree. <laughs> But hey, if you're a guy making money in a band and they're going to pay you royalties, dude, that's awesome. That's only that's what you asked for. It's like they got they they all became were able to. It's like Metallica. Oh, they're so fucking assholes. They sold out. I love Jason Newstead's bit when he did that one uh, documentary, and he's like, "Yeah, we sold out. We sold out like ten thousand fucking arenas. Go fuck, <laughs> go fuck yourself. You know, it's like." Yeah, we're sellouts. Like, yeah, we are. We fucking made a lot of money, and we were able to do this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Fuck you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and, and and he was right to say yeah. that. Because it was it was bullshit. But like, they didn't. Thank God they weren't like in the middle of a Twitter war, right? They would have been public sure. executed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Boycott them. They should die. Fuck them, Metallica. Fuck them in their eye. You know that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Fucked up yeah. where we're at right now, Jeremy. Like, yeah, I would I tell people, like, you know, pay attention. All sides are losing their minds. It's not just one side. <laughs> you, know, you know, shit, we would just kind of, like, yell at each other about for a second and be like, I love you. Or, like, fuck you, I can't, I'll never talk to you again. Because you support yeah. this side. Or that. Wow, really? That's where I we're at, Jeremy. That's I, where I we're at. It's very sad. I tell my I tell my kids I'm like don't, don't lose sight of your humanity nope. in all of this. And that's really what's happening. It's like you would never talk to that person to their face that way. You would never. No. You would feel awful saying something that terrible to that person. Well, and if you, you, would, and if you, you didn't, would hope so. you just wouldn't you would stay. Hope so, sure. Right, but like honestly, have you ever had an incident with somebody online where like? You've met them, or like you know them, and the, the day it, they kind of got angry at you and attacked you, and you were like, "What?" Well, I did. I did. This happened to me I, last year. It, it, it I, broke I, my heart. I, it broke my I know, heart, dude. I know it happened to you, but mm-hmm. I think for me, for me, it's happened where like someone has said something where I was like so dumbfounded about it. Right. Where I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even know what to say." 
about this anymore. Yeah, you're like, what, what? Oh my god! Like, I will say totally this. don't know me, or you totally don't get where I'm coming from, and all right, you know, please, something. You know, jeez. Go ahead, buddy. All right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get serious. No names. I'm no names. There won't be any names. If we're posting this, no names. If we're not, then we'll keep between us. But uh, no names. There won't, there won't be any names. Unless, yeah, you know, we're really cool with somebody or whatever. We're having fun right. with it, whatever. But Right, but you know what I mean. Right negative. Now, no negative names. Yeah. No negative names. No. This, yeah. is ha- this happened about, I would say, a half a year ago. And I'm pretty sure I told you about it through our Cabal Coalition uh, messenger, which we've had for God, right. I don't know, three years now, it feels like. Something like but, that, yeah. Um, but I'll say there's a person that we that was a person that we know who is part of a podcast that we've been listening to for a really long time. Right. Who posted something that said like all men are murderers. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, I'm like, forgetting. Like, I'm forgetting the source, but I, but I understand. We, I remember the the controversy. But yeah, go on. You yeah, don't have to tell, but don't tell me this is the source. It's not the person that did, this, did that thing to you. Right. Right. But it's a person that might be pretty close to that. To that. To that. But how okay. like, but like they were like, men can never be anything else but murderers, and I was like. Wow. Yeah. How many um, how many murder men do you know? Like I don't know any. I don't know any know other, other, other people that were in the military that, that had no choice. But the fucking well, the thing fight. the thing the thing is for me, murder is equal opportunity. Any mm-hmm. fucking man or any fucking woman can murder yeah. anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? That, that there's no specific fucking place. No, and you'll never know. That, you know. You yeah, you'll never know. Yeah, so it, it blew my mind that. Like yeah, men, like labels. Men yeah, labels. Will always yeah. be the murderer. It's like really, yeah. like no yeah. one, man. No, nope. we're, we're all. I'm gonna eject you yeah. from my social status and not have to see any of your fucking petty bullshit anymore. Right. It's, pe- it's petty. It's, it's for me. It's petty because well, it's sad. It becomes you, sad too. You're like, God damn. Like I feel really yeah. awful. And why do I have to feel awful? Like I shouldn't feel awful. Like I'm, I'm, like, I'm not out to hurt anybody. I love everybody. Like what the fuck? It's, you know. That's that's the thing, though, man. It's like yeah. it's, it's painful. I'm finding out more and more that me and you, or me, you and Corny, or me, you and Jeff, or whoever, seem to be. A very unique group of people. Where they're like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to blame anything on a specific uh, person or even that. No, it's it's pointless. It's, right? it's pointless. It's just, it's just yeah. like, hey, you know what? Anybody can do it, and it can yeah. happen any time. Right. So for you to say something as stupid, I'll consider it stupid. Yeah, it was say, very ignorant. Hey, very ignorant. Like. Just just like, yeah, it's, it's not cool when when you're like, if you're being if you're being offended by it, just being who you are is like, I can't help that I'm, I have a, I'm a dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm a, right, like, I can't help that, you know, I am who I am. I'm just a man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, you know, whatever. And when you get to a level of like, I don't apologize for being who I am because I'm not gonna apologize about it. You were born. I agree. Like this I person. Agree. Now, if you're if you're our philosophies and your fucking you know complete and total like thoughts on things are really skewed and shitty, that's 
Martin Luther King classic style. I'm not judging you on the uh, color of your skin. I'm judging you on the, the content of your character. Okay? Exactly. And, when, and when you're a fucking asshole, that's character. Okay? It's not about, you know, you're a black person or you're a white person or you're a no. Spanish person or you're a Mexican. Or you're, hey, fuck you. You you just suck. That's it. Yeah. That's you it. get no pass for me. I don't care. You know? Uh, and, 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 dude, it, it's like the other day. It's like, it, it, it was like the old joke, sadly enough, like another guy who was publicly executed for being a fucking weirdo, um, Louis C.K., which is insane to me that he's not available to us anymore. It's, wow, he turned into a fucking asshole. Like, he fucked up. But, like, you look at it and you go, he was talking about, like, all handicapped people aren't cool. Like, you don't have to, you know, some of them are assholes. And, he, and it was just a funny bit where he was talking about, you know, I tried to be... Hey, can I hold the door for you? Hey, fuck you. Like, the guy was a dick to him. He was in a wheelchair and he couldn't walk, you know. Yeah. I encountered this the other day at a store I was at where this woman in. I've encountered I don't know, it. Dude, this, I, I'm going to tell this story because it's not about making fun of handicapped people at all. It's just, no, this know. was a handicapped person that was an asshole. And, like, I go into this thing, there's a check cashing place. Because my my check at work is, like, dated for Friday, but they give it to me on Wednesday. And, like, you know, I want to get that money to the bank early. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I get a couple bucks chopped out. but So I'm in this check cashing place. This woman comes in on, like, a scooter, a charged scooter. So that wasn't like she was on a walker or something. She's on a skiff, essentially like Star Wars style, and starts screaming at this guy that works there. And he's the nicest guy ever. Screaming at him. I don't know what you're... You know, and, like, it was fucked up. And I'm like, holy shit. And there's three people in, like, different windows, right? In line. And, the, and they have to listen. And I, I looked at the woman and I said, ma'am. She looked at me. I said, so I think she had, like, a hearing aid. I'm like... And I, I wasn't that evil or a dick. I just said, quiet, quiet down. Like that. My hand was out. And I'm like... Quiet down. It's very loud. I, I pointed out my ear. I'm very loud. And she was like, she calmed the fuck down. But she had been screaming and torturing this guy. Probably 15 minutes before I walked up in there. You know, and I'm like, God damn. And everyone's afraid of her and all this. And I'm just like, she's either going to freak out on me and, like, tell me to go fuck myself. Or she listened. And she did. It was cool. It was like, you're screaming at this guy. We can hear everything you're saying. <laughs> We get it. You don't have a credit card. Oh, no. It was just, like, insanity, dude. Like, damn. Yeah. And so you have to realize, and, and, and you look at people, and you just go, we're all going through the bullshit. Dude. We're all being tortured. Agreed. You know, in, our, in our own way, in our own hell, customers yeah, this, whatever that, you know, and just... That shit is so fucking true. God damn. Yeah, and we yeah. have to endure it. Like, it's just part of, the, true part of your job. Until you're your own boss. And if your customer's an asshole, you can fire your customer. Be like, we're done. Exactly. We'll talk to you. We don't need to talk ever again, you know. I'm getting this lately with a lot of, like, art commissions where people, they don't want to, once you bring up money, they're like, whoa, hey. Like, whoa, yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking, it's fucking work, dude. Like, you think I just pull this out of my ass? Like, it's a magic trick? It's, it's hard as hell, you know, to do. And, like, 
<laughs> you asked me to be the commissioner, and then yeah. you don't hear from these people. And it's, it's, it's very... Uh, it's very strange. Like you're just like, damn man, like really fucking cocksucker. Yeah, you, and you, yeah. They, you contacted me. You know, yeah. it, it happens, man. You're like, okay. One guy was gonna buy a bunch of those like uh, uh, sleeves that that come with like if you get the early versions and then they sell out of them of uh, Scream Factory. Scream Factory, yeah, yeah, right. I blue, yeah. <clears throat> so I've got like a, a big stack of them. Yeah, and I'm like. Rip- I'm like, really? Like, people are like, five bucks a piece for these? This is great. You know, like, that's really cool. Hardboard. Whatever. You know, like, who cares? Um, and this guy, locally, I posted him on a, like, a St. Petersburg sale thing. Um, and then uh, on that, that sort of horror, B, you know, DVD, Blu-ray page that's out there that, you know. Sure, you your, sure. You, you've seen it. You group on Facebook, you can sell your shit on. I know you're talking about. Yeah. So I put this in. I get this contact with this guy. He, he buys like two. He can buy like two of them off. I'm like, all right, it's 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, it's still pointless at that point to me, but I'm like, whatever. And he lives in, he lives in Florida, but he's like in Riverdale, which is like, you know, a half hour from here. Because originally, Wait, did you say they start, Riverdale? Yeah, they start, they start contacting you and Elvis? like. Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Yeah, Rivendell. 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 Uh, and they start they start contacting you with all this bullshit. Like, hey, you know, like I want to buy this. And then it comes down to, oh, you just you just gonna want to buy two. And then like this last oh. week, it, this last week he messaged me on like a like a like that last Saturday it was like, hey, uh, uh, you know, you, so would you take like forty bucks for them and then send them to me. And then I'll pay you when I get them. And I'm like, no. I, already sent, I already sent you two. That's what I said to him. All right, I sent you two. You paid me on my PayPal. That was great. But sure. you received them. I said, so now all of a sudden you don't trust me that I'm going to send them to you? Like, you, you actually have my home address because we, he was going to come over and get and buy them. And he never did, of course. Oh, wow. Okay. It's just bullshit. Um, never happened. Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like... And then, like, Friday, I had them in a box, and I was like, gonna stay, you gotta pay me up front. And I'll ship them out, I was gonna take pictures of you. You see me taking pictures of shit, I'm just like, hey, I'm at the post office, whatever. <clears throat> um, he texts me at, like, I don't know, 1230, this guy's like, hey, I hope you haven't sent those out yet. Because I'm broke now and I don't have any money. Oh. Having a, having a baby is a big responsibility. I'm like, no shit. No shit. Yeah. I said I have two. They're grown up. I said we're done. That's it. Like don't bother yeah, me yeah. again. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, leave the fuck alone, man. Wasting my time. There was a guy in England that I specifically I have this documentary, this awesome documentary from Kells in the Crypt, from comic to like TV or whatever. It came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. Out of print, two disc set. Good luck finding it. It was only sold through their website. Had Bernie Wrightson sign like two, like a disc and like the pamphlet inside. And I was willing to part with it for like seventy-five bucks. It's going for like a hundred and ten. You know, I don't even know with a signature on it, but sure. Yeah. Um, this and I, I specifically say. No international shipping, U.S. only, blah, blah, blah. Immediately, the only person that contacts me privately is some guy from England. Okay? England, yeah. <laughs> nice guy. 
he's actually a cool, I mean, I looked at his page, he's a really cool, like, sort of, you know, intense horror artist and all this stuff, and, but he's like, hey, mate, I'm getting, I, I'm getting a check-in, should be on uh, Tuesday, or, you know, I don't know why he sounds uh, Australian or whatever, but anyway, he fucking, he fucking, yeah. Yeah, he fucking, you know, he fucking says this to me, and he's all like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 so, a week goes by, and I'm like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I would normally used to, like, send it, just send, I'll, I'll send it out to you, bro, you know, just being Mr. fucking, like, dumbass, yeah, yeah nice guy, and be like, hey, I'm so glad I didn't, this was, like, seven weeks ago, every week, I'm like, where's, uh, I hurt my hip, and my, my hip is all fucked up, and I have this, this secret security code, I have to go to the bank, actually, physically, and but I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Oh, boy. Really? Because he was all like, I'm going to give you 100 bucks for the thing, blah, 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 blah. He never did. Never nothing. And we're yeah. still dicking around. So, like, last week, I reposted it on that page. I'm like, well, clearly that that cell fell through. He privately messages me again. He's like, I'm not lying to you. My leg is fucked up. I can't get to this bank. And I'm just like... All right, man, I'll take it down, but I'm going to put it back up this coming week. I'm done with this guy. Yeah. But that's, that, I mean, that's how many chances I give a, somebody, dude, you know what I mean? That's where you just feel like your heart is broken, you know? Like, yeah. Why do you have to be such an asshole? You just feel like, I can't afford it, man, that's it. Yeah. It's like, it's like this guy yeah, with the 40 you, bucks. You, I'm like, really? You can't afford 40 you bucks? I know you have a yeah. job, dude. Like, well, you know, just leave me alone. Dude. Why are you, why are you fucking with me? Like, leave me alone. Like, just man, that, fuck that, off. That, 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 Sounds, man. Sucks. That's not that's not what I mean. I want to deal with, but yeah, I, I feel you. No, and it's like when I do commissions, I, I've been working on this commission. Now I don't know. Maybe you know whatever. It's like two weeks ago, I get a private like a message from this wo- this woman, and she's part of the Swamp Thing group, and she's like, "I've seen your work." Oh shit! Okay. Right? It's like I'm like I've seen your work. Blah, blah, blah. Could you do a commission? My husband is a huge Swamp Thing collector. He's got. Every issue from the 70s current, you know, minus yeah. a couple. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. I said, well, what would you like? And she, she sends me this photo of a certain cover. That yeah. was from the, the New 52. Uh, okay. Right? And, and, she, and she, you know, it's like, I love the uh, the way he looked at the beginning of that with Scott Snyder writing it and the one guy drawing it. The guy who did the Wonder Woman book was drawing uh, it. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah. You know what I'm right talking now. about. I got yeah. a bunch of those fuckers, but yeah, I got you. I you know what I'm talking about. But, but I, um, I, I like the older shit way more. But well, anyway. dude, you can never get past what Rick Veach did. Before him, it was Stephen Bissett, no, um, John Tobin, Bernie Wrightson. Like, those, those, that's how you draw a swamp thing. He's got to be growing. He has to be growing. She has to be growing out of him. He I, can't just look like a thing. I just, yeah, it's like the 52 stuff is just like, it stopped. Like, the growing stopped. It's just like, right. Yeah, everything else, everything else in the 52s is. But just now, like, Greg like Capullo. Greg Capullo has been teasing some shit. Well, and sure. I mean, Greg Capullo's. But the problem is, though. Is I will buy like, any Swamp Thing book that man draws, you know. But, like, well. I will say the problem, though. But I will say the, I will say the thing is with Greg Capullo is that he's old school. And, like, most old school uh, artists. They'll learn from other old school artists, and that's what feeds yeah. them to do other great things. And I'm not saying any of the newer artists aren't doing that, but, like, I feel like when New 52 Swamp Thing happens, because I, I have a bunch of them, too, 
Yeah. Like, it just it just feels like it stopped at that point. Like they didn't trade his. Well, hand. Zack Snyder did his little run and he left the I mean, book. Now then Zach John Saul took it over as a writer. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Zack Snyder was a great. He's, he's a good writer and everything, but at the same time, he's also not the fucking artist. So no. I don't really know where the artist is going with any of that shit because with, when Zack Snyder was with Greg Capullo doing Batman, that yeah. shit advanced every fucking issue. So I oh yeah, well he even said it. He was like, he, he, he even said it. He was like, I had to get my feel for what I was drawing and you know whatever. And like he, he feels like by issue like four or five. He kind of grasped the character and was able to fucking, you know, with Batman and just, like, really I, do something with it, you know. I know the issue is, though, with Batman, with when he's fucking shoot, when he's bootless, he's, like, yeah. fucking, he's got feet running through fucking fire, dude, fucking oh, yeah. insane. But that's a oh, fucking, yeah. that's a Scott Snyder, Rick Capullo book, and it's fucking brutal. He's, like, jumping through fire with fucking yeah. bare feet and bare hands, no gloves, just fucking attacking fucking people. It's insane. No, so, no, it's good. It's good stuff. All that stuff he did, like, it's really good. So I always said to him, I would, I would tell him on Twitter, I'm like, man, I, I just, I wish you would do a Swamp Thing book because he, his artwork is so organic and like uh, perfect, you know, perfect for Swamp Thing. And like now he's been teasing, what that he's doing something. Swamp. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a new book coming. He's not allowed to announce it yet, but like that's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But, you know, the thing is, though, is Greg Capullo, I think Greg Capullo, I think you'll probably feel it with me, though, but, like, Greg Capullo, I think, is a very organic, but he also, he's involved, even at his age. Even if you met Greg Capullo, which I've met, I'm lucky enough to meet Greg Capullo twice. Yeah, I met him him when he was young, and I met him, like, recently, you know, last couple years, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, and after listening to my Kevin Smith and being like, dude, and he's like, oh, thanks, man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's very humble, very yeah, cool he, guy. Whenever you, know. you meet a, whenever you get that fucking artist or actor or musician who's, like, completely humble, and they say, like, no, 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 yeah, I didn't do any of that shit. I, I, I learned from it all, and I just hope that that shit would work out. When you get that person, yeah. you know you found the right person, and Greg Capullo is definitely that right person. He's that guy. Yeah, he's that and, guy. And so, is, and so is Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is like, yeah. I I learned all this stuff from all these other people. I didn't, I just tried something that I hope would work. And, yeah. and, and he, lo- he, he loved so, he loved his writers with Stephen King and all that. It was just like. Yeah, you, you remember that fucking, that uh, Batman on Batman with Scott. Oh, yeah. Two episodes. And it's like, he was like, yeah, I, I just went to a convention and I, Oh, oh yeah, writing will be okay. And like fucking boom, Black Mirror, Batman, Black Mirror. I'm like holy yeah, shit, yeah, he had to drink a couple. He had to drink a couple beers. You remember, Marin? Yeah, like, man, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was very just, nervous and this and that. It was like, oh wow, you know. Yeah, that's very cool. It's, it's not like Danny. It's not like uh, what's his name? Uh, not Danny O'Neill, but Danny O'Neill. Daniel, yeah. Daniel O'Neill yeah. is very humble. Not that. Oh, guy. oh yeah, he doesn't um, easy like want to take credit for. Who, who's yeah. the guy? Oh, man. I met him a couple of times. He's a complete asshole. Be working on Batman. Neil Adams? Neil Adams, yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Well, I got to see a Neil Adams. I don't know what you right. got to see with Neil Adams. Neil Adams, to me, I met Neil Adams twice. He's completely, he's a complete asshole. Like, he's just arrogant, time. right? Just arrogant. Just, arrogant. Yeah. Arrogant as shit. Like, he, like yeah. I like I like his shit. I love his Yeah, we, we love, love his work, yeah. and all that stuff. It's great. So like, well, he's you know, 
he's a he's up his own ass, man. I mean, he's, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. I was I mean, you know, like in the world, you know. Yeah, I mean, but you, when you meet that guy, or even when I, I met, um, uh, what's her name, who did Batwoman for the New 52? I mean, not Batwoman, Batgirl. Oh, uh, um, like Gail Simone. I met Gail Simone. Gail Simone is probably in her like mid fifties at this point. Yeah. I met Gail Simone last year, and I gave her um, a death in the family Batgirl issue. And I gave her another issue of Batgirl. She signed her both. I have them. Uh, but, but Gil Simone was like, oh, you know, I, I like when they're confused. Like, what do you want me to yeah. do? Do you want me to, you want me to sign your name or my name? Or do you want me to, like, do different colors? I'm like, you can do whatever you want to. I think yeah. you're incredible. She was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll just do whatever. It feels right. She does it. And you're like, oh, my God, you're, you're amazing. And she's like, well, I really appreciate you saying that. It's like, yeah. That's when I find the right human being to work on that oh, yeah. sort of subject. It's like, okay, you, you're confused just as much as I am to sign yep. or ask you to sign this thing. I like it. It's, it's like, it's like Sigourney Weaver when I met her. Oh, she yeah. was like, how do you want to do this picture? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, do you want, how, how do you want to do it? She's like, well, I mean, it's just whatever makes people comfortable. I'm like, okay, well, this, this okay? She's like, yeah. Saying that, fine. saying that like, is Sigourney Weaver's okay. voice. Yep, saying that, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's just when you find that right person, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It's like, yeah, I think maybe this will be okay. And they're like, yeah, whatever you think's cool. Like, yeah, like you're Sigourney Weaver, you're Ripley, like you're fucking Ghostbusters. Like, what, what else do you want me to say? Yeah, it's just like it's, you've been doing this for fucking 45 years. Like, um, yep. what do you think's cool? Whatever you think is cool, I don't really know. What and, and regardless of what anyone thinks about that that fourth movie, like she came back and like totally out of like retirement for that character and said, "I'll, I'll do Ripley with this weird twist on it." And like, oh, in a direction? Yeah, oh yeah. Which okay. I don't love that film. I don't think it's a great film. I don't think it's. I just think whatever. Yeah, you know, it's part. I don't, of, I don't think it's good at all. But yeah, I but. You look at her playing, coming back and playing the character. Like, that's the stuff that's worth watching, like, behind the scenes. Like, well, I don't know if you have that. Oh, I agree. She, you, sent me that, you sent me that question. Whatever yeah. happens behind the scenes with, with, with the Gordon Weaver is fun. Because you can tell we were having fun. But oh, my God. Same, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I... It's not the alien movie we wanted, you know, at not, all. Yeah, it's not where I wanted. Even though it, it, it's it's weird though, right? It's like yeah, it's a very Woody, weird movie. Like Woody Weaver is awesome. Um, yep. Rob Perlman's awesome. Rob Perlman's uh, awesome. Everybody else is like, and uh, that one guy. The, what's his name the, from uh, from the uh, from Children the, of City Men? Lost Children. City of Lost Children. Yeah. And you get you get the director of this of City Lost yep. Children. They're all yep. there. And this guy, he's directed all these awesome, he's directed Sea Lost Children, he's directed uh, Delta Tessin, he's directed Omelie, yep. all these awesome movies. You're like, yeah. okay, all this shit just really coming together. And then the movie comes out, and you're like, it's not really a very good movie. No, I remember, going, I remember going to see it with my buddy, who was a huge, he's passed away last year, but this guy, oh, this guy, Rick, you, yeah, Rick was awesome, and, uh. Rick Wiedner, like if you guys ever want to read really cool science fiction, he was local down here in St. Pete, and uh, Rick Wiedner, uh, you can still find, you can still buy his work uh, online. But um, he wrote, he was, I would put him in with uh, across between Harlan Ellison and Ellis Thompson. 
Oh, that's, wow. that's who he was. Okay. That, right. that's, that's a that's, mashing of his work. fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. really, he's really cool. Mel Gibson was, does Danny Glover still talk to him? 
And Danny yeah. Glover still talks to him. Dude. Danny Glover and... you got to be like, go fuck yourself. And if I would have seen that, I'd be like, i got to stand by Danny Glover's decision of, like, he sucks now. He's clearly the fucking mentally disturbed fella, dude. And yeah, uh, well, you know, I think Danny Glover and Richard Donner are pretty much on, on the same sort of uh, wavelength. Yeah. And Richard yeah, we're Donner not, we're not giving Glover, up on you, Mel. We're not going to give up nah, on you. Yeah, right. I, I don't think they're ever going to give up on him. I would even say Joe Pesci wouldn't give up on fucking Will Gustin. They're all the yeah. same. They're all on the same wavelength, where they look like it's a connection. It's very strong. I mean. Joe Pesci's been there since fucking number two. He's been there yeah. for a long time. So, I mean... Wait a minute, stop getting cats, fuck it! He's fucking the best, dude. I mean, yeah. like, you know... He's... Bring your shoe shine box. Come on. I don't... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get your but, fucking uh, shoe shine box. Fuck you, motherfucker! Well, he fucking yeah, lost it. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking... We called him a fucking mutt, dude. He's like, you Don't fucking mutt! <laughs> Don't let this fuck leave. He's like, don't don't let this fuck leave. Get get him as drunk as you can, and then we're gonna I'm gonna come back and murder his ass. It's fucking brutal. Fucking Nick brutal. Nick Commissary gotta be good Oh, that would be that would be fucking hilarious. Dude. <laughs> so is so fucking awesome. I love Goodfellas. Fuck man. Because Corny always tells me to get my shine box, and it's fucking hilarious. Rick Ramos always like, get your fucking shine box. I love the big good fellows in Copland, honestly. Oh, wow. Copland's fucking, it's brutal, man. It's a brutal fucking movie. I haven't seen it since it came out, and I know I I have to watch that one again because I don't remember it. No, I think Stallone, that was the last great Stallone flick, man. It's it's a a brutal, brutal. Well, that was where, yeah, he fucking put in for the... uh, I remember, do you remember, you remember De Niro? You ever seen the interview where De Niro was like, I don't know what movie they had done together. I think it was Copland. It was for Copland. You can find us. Machino's in Copland, so yeah. Okay. But De Niro's in Copland. Yeah. And he fucking, he's, he's there at a press conference. And Stallone's sitting there and he starts laughing at him. He's like, I, I don't understand why he makes these fucking action movies. He's like, he's such a good actor. Like, the, the, like, this stuff he's doing with fucking whatever, and Stallone just starts laughing at him, you know, like ah. But De, but De Niro's saying like he's actually a genuinely fine actor. Wow. And why is he not taking on right in front of him? Why are you not taking on roles that are like way more bigger than this this Rambo and this fucking other thing and you know the Rocky cliffhanger, all of it. Cliffhanger, he broke his yeah. balls. He broke his balls. Dude, when, I, 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 I'm gonna tell you right now when Cliffhanger came out, like that was a huge movie. I love Cliffhanger, still to this day. I saw that in the theater, dude. It was like Michael Rooker was like, Mike, it was the first Michael Rooker film where you loved him, like he was a likable character, and you know that was that was his friend. Yeah, he, yeah, because I had seen it, it was like I'd seen him in Mississippi, Henry Mississippi Burning, and then it was a Cliffhanger, and I'm like, oh my god, he's actually can play a. Uh, uh, you know, a total good guy. You know, like fucking Walker. it was great. Yep. Walker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. It's, it's the same thing with you know we're talking about cliffhanger. John Lithgow's the villain, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. 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 He could have been Lex Luthor, dude, a million times. I don't give a what? fuck, dude. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I totally agree with that. What, what, what Can you imagine Lithgow as, as, as Lex Luthor, dude? 
He's shaved his head. He don't give a fuck. I can imagine it. What came out before? Did Raising Cane come out for Cliffhanger? Or was that after? I don't know. Which one was it? Raising Cane. Uh, that was before Cliffhanger, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was Brian a that was Saw a that movie. in the movie theater. Remember seeing that and having a mi- our minds bended and people were like, whoa. Yeah, Nobody knew what they just watched, you know. It, was, it really blew people away. It was weird. That was dark. It was a dark, weird fucking movie. And yeah. I was like, whoa. And I see the cliffhanger. I'm like, whoa. And then all of a sudden, the show fucking Third Rock from the Sun comes out. And he's like, yep. funny and likable. He's like, what? Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a TV show. Yeah. All right, well, his, or fucking Harry and the Hendersons comes out, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, no. this guy, he's, he's, he's likable <laughs> in many, he's, dude, he's likable in many roles, but could be, he's like Gary Oldman, where he is oh. like the lovable guy, but could become the most vile, shitty person, like, in the next role, you know, amazing, fucking amazing, okay, you watch Gary Oldman in, like, professional. the professional, right, oh. You want him dead as soon as possible. He's a terrible person. You watch him as as Drexler. You watch him as Drexler, you know, in True Romance. You know, know, he's fucking a chameleon, dude. He's a chameleon in this fucking movie. Even in Fifth Element. You watch Fifth Element. Right? But then you watch him in Dark Knight, and the Batman Begins, and you just love him. You fall in love with him. He's a great Gordon. Even serious uh, in the Harry Potter films, he, he does. He plays serious, black in that, and then you love him. You fall in love oh, with him. You know, I love him. I love that serious black. He's yeah, great, man, he's great. Serious black dude. He's so good, man. Harry Remember, at like, the end of the Harry Potter films, he comes back and he's just like, "It's okay, Harry. You can, you know, you can let go." And you're like, "Oh my God, man, he's prisoner, so prisoner of Azkaban with him. That was the first yeah. one with him. I was like, it was so powerful, and I just yeah. knew." At that time, when I saw it, I knew who Gary Oldman was. So I knew yeah. it. I've already seen him in fucking The Professional. I've seen him in True Romance. Yep. You know, I've seen him in all these movies already. It's like, to see him in this, I've seen him in fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've seen him in all these movies. They're like, you see him in this, he's fucking heartwarming as fuck. And you're like, whoa. All right. Well, oh, yeah. he, can, he can do that too. Shit. All right. Well, you can do anything. Yeah. You watch him as Mason Verger, bro. You're like, what? Oh, Mason Verger. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, the guy in the, in the Hannibal TV series is like, there's no other way to do that guy's voice than the way Gary Oldman Gary did his voice. <laughs> He's totally riffing on Gary Oldman, and it works. You're like, don't change it up. You know, he's like, how are you doing? You know, he's just like, oh, my God, dude. The flashback scenes in Hannibal, the movie, yeah, where yeah. where he is like cutting his own face off, and he's fucking that bad. You know, he's feeding the fucking dog his face. Remember that? Like ah, he's dancing on like Jim Morrison and shit. He's yeah, he's totally Jim Morrison. that we sort of followed through that 
in Hannibal, right? And he's feeding his face to his dogs. To his dogs. And you're like, what? Slight suggestion thing. Oh, maybe you want to feed your face to your dogs. He's like, yeah, yeah just have a idea. bite. You'll fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's like, holy shit, dude. At the end, with Ray Liotta, he's feeding him his own brain. You're like, that's fucking over the top. But goddamn, it was a mainstream movie. People were groaning. I remember the feeding of fear. People were groaning, Jeremy. Groaning. Like, oh, my God. Like, like it did. <laughs> I saw it with my grandma, dude. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, you were like 10, 13, your grandma was like, that's got the animal. She was speechless. She said nothing the entire time. She was quiet. Quiet. Because, because my grandma at the time. Uh, my grandmother did this for me, too. She took me to movies that she shouldn't have taken me to. She took me to see Maximum Overdrive and Psycho 3 that summer in the theater down here in Florida. Which Psycho? Psycho 3, dude. Anthony Perkins oh, has directed it. With Jeff Fahey, yes. Yeah, Jeff Fahey playing, playing sort of the vagabond guy, you know. And he he, he found his mother and he kissed her. And he's like, yeah, I know about your secret. He kills that fucking guy. With he's fucking, amazing. Meg Tilly was in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, but, but, Dennis Franz from fucking like NYPD Blue playing the scumbag Franz, diner owner. Franz is in, in two. He's in two. Oh, was it two? Uh, yeah, Franz is in oh, okay. two. Uh, I Fading swore he was in three. Okay, all right, all right. Fading's in three, yeah. Two is like, man, Psycho 2 is like one of my favorite movies ever made. I, lo- I love Psycho 2. That's it's a long time. Psycho 2, I didn't. Great fucking twist, dude, in Psycho 2. But uh, in three... I remember the ending of Psycho 2, like, immensely. Like, I totally... I totally uh, it's in, dude, Psycho 2 is intense. Yeah, the ending girl, of that... Yeah, that girl comes. Uh, she's like in the restaurant. So Meg, so Meg Tilly and all that was in. Was that in the second film? Huh? Meg Tilly and all that was the second film, right? I think, I think Meg. Yeah, Meg Tilly was totally yep. the third. Yeah, was it? Oh, she was in the third. Okay, all right. Yeah, she was the third flick. I mean, that's what, it's, it's cool. But I remember that, that first flick. I remember fucking. Um, you, you know, it's sad. But yeah. like you, really, you really get to see fucking uh, what's his name? What's his name? The, what's his name? The the, act, the main actor of all the fucking movies. Anthony Perkins. Per, Perkins, man, what an underrated actor! Oh my god! You get to see him in that third movie take that fucking lamp and beat yep. the fuck out of Fakey with that lamp, and it's fucking yep. intense and brutal and fucking insane. Like well, it's just. Because he discovers him, like, and he, he lets him know, I discovered you, and I know about your mother, yeah. and, your, and he fucking said, yeah, bitch, how about this? And he fucking took him out. And yeah. he directed that film. Yeah, he did. So he, he's well, very no, passionate about yeah, Psycho 3. You're right, you're, he, he, did direct, he did, I think he directed the third film and the fourth one, I think. The third the fourth film was uh, Mick Harris. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mick Harris did 4-4, which was, you know, well, a, a lot of the flashback stuff was great. Like, you know, with Hussey and, I think and uh, Henry I think Thomas and all that. Yeah, yeah the fourth one's pretty good. I think it's really uh, underrated. Oh, for, for, for a Showtime original film, because that's what it was, it yeah. was really cool. It was very it was, much a, uh, a It was really cool. A Martin sort of movie with uh, with uh, George Romero's Martin it was like on the radio and shit and oh yeah you know, talking yeah, about they got, they got, it was the yeah. first time that they really showed the origins 
Yeah. And and Henry Thomas from E.T. in the Indian Yeah. 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 You, you yeah, saw him in, was, uh, what was the movie? Was the Alien Abduction. Um, that had come out in, like, 80s. Late 80s. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, it was a big deal. It was, uh, D.B. Sweeney was in it. He was fucking... Fire in the Sky. There you go. Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky is a brutal yep. fucking... You know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, that movie came like, out, like and Eric Thomas was in that, and then he did the... I was right... Actually, that was before that. So he was even younger when he played young Norman Bates, and it was really fucking a good performance, man. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I think the I think all I think I'm not a fan of the first psycho, but all the other psychos after that are. I think oh, that's, really that's, that's hilarious! You don't know, you're not a fan of the original psycho. That's really great. I I find, I find the original psycho it's, it's a fine movie, but I find it pretty yeah. boring. I rather the, my, my the birds is a better for me. The birds rules it. over psycho as far as yeah. like Hitchcock. Like yeah, his cocky and fucking whatever. I think the birds is really intense. Yep. It's, it's, we're, it's we're hitting on a so real, good. real good fucking feel here, dude. I think the birds yeah. is my favorite Hitchcock flick. Yeah, I mean, that, that fucking movie is intense as fuck. Before so, Jaws, which um, is the same feeling yeah, of Jaws exactly. when you think about it. It's a you brutal, know? intense... I, mean, I watched yeah. it a year ago, and the yeah. birds is still fucking intense. I mean, it's, The trailer it's, for the birds... When the, uh, the, the woman comes in and she's like, they're everywhere, they're here, and the camera just zooms in on her, right, and the intensity of the music, and you're like, oh my god, like, it tells the story. It the tells the story. Bird is absolutely insane. Got Kepi Hedrum. Yep. Kepi Hedrum is fantastic in it. I mean, it's just a fucking brutal, nonstop, brutal fucking movie for like an hour. Come on, in the scene in the, the, the gas station uh, diner, right? Uh, yeah. And the guy's filling his gas tank up, and like, we can see the fire. It's the classic Hitchcock where he's like, yeah. we show the audience, you know, they fucking, what's about to fucking go down, and they're screaming at the, you know, at the screen, and, the, and they, can't, they can't tell them, but the duel, we, we show the audience first, but you're fucked, basically. Yeah. And like, they, they were, fu- that guy was fucked. The gas tank, you know, the gas tank blew up, the fire. Yeah. They were like, sir, don't put your cigarette out. You know, you're like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> holy shit. And you see the bird's point of view, the seagull. There's yeah. that seagull in the sky. And, we, and, and he's just watching them going, oh, they're about to fuck up the dumbass humans. Like, and there was an intelligence brought to these birds. And there's no, there's no computer effects. This is all matte paintings. Nope. And, and just cool um, uh, practical effects, real birds. Very cool. Very cool. It's very cool. Film. Over Psycho any day, and Psycho oh, Two over Psycho onward two. was like you know that character really got expanded. Oh yeah, Norman Psycho Bates. Two you is know. definitely a, a better movie in my opinion. And I have not watched that series, but like I want to watch that series. I, I, I'm totally down for that. The slow uh, burn, and it, got, it watched, comes to the I yeah. Watched either, yeah. I haven't watched it either. It comes to the end. It comes to the film. You know, and you're just like, oh shit. Four know. years it was on. Five years, whatever. Perfect. Whatever. Three three seasons, I think it was. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. And before we go, I know we got to drop off, but like, my, like what I'm watching right now uh, currently yeah, is uh, yeah, 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 is uh, uh, what is it? Carbon. It's on uh, Netflix. Um, oh yeah, me and Joanna watched the first episode of that. Uh, I'm watching. I'm on episode. 
this is a fun episode. This is probably going on the clock in you know, like three hours. I don't even know. Oh, uh, we're clocking three in a, three hours yeah. and minutes. Clock. Yeah, it's, what was it? Eleven thirty where I'm at, dude. So yeah, it's bedtime. So my phone's at ten percent. Yeah, time to go. Time to go. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's do our All right. signal. All right. Like no Gibson, weird, my brother. Why, why is Mel Gibson's beard? Can you do a Mel Gibson voice? I can't. I don't think I can do it. I, I, I couldn't do it, mate. I, I just um, it, it goes into like a fucking. I don't even know what accent this is, mate. Guy. It's I'll like, you uh, I'll you right. like uh, uh, fuck you, McAllister. <laughs> no, I can't do that. It's more like, um, I'll just drive that tanker. That's okay. it. That's all I can do, yeah. yeah. Just like, do fucking road war. Okay. Where he's totally out track. You, 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 you want to get out of here? Talk to me. Yeah. I can do it. You, you want to get out of here and talk to me? I can do, I can drive that tanker. I can do all I can do. I can drive that tanker. Listen to this man. I made a deal with this man over here. Well, Shit. if you made a deal with that man, he's dead now. Fuck. <laughs> You want to jump, asshole? Do you yeah. want to? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> no, fuck you! You're crazy! <laughs> yeah, so uh, Have a cigarette with both eye cancer. <laughs> have a cigarette with uh, both eye cancer. Come over here! Where? With me! <laughs> slams the door. The door swings both ways. That's how hard he slams it. He was that angry. I want a hamburger. I'm going to eat a hamburger. <laughs> You're not trying to draw a psycho pension. You really are crazy. I'm, I'm hungry. hungry. I'm going to have a hamburger. Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Well, have, have a french fry. It'd be happy. <laughs> have a french fry. You'd be a good... You're not going to really smoke in here, are you? Well, yeah, I am. That's the best. But yeah, I am. That's what I do. I'm going to watch my health. You shoot him in the leg. That's it. You take him in. Now I'm happy. Mom's out there, please shoot black people. He's all like, I don't uh, shoot black people. I try to shoot him in the leg or something. <laughs> They'll never get that correct in a remake ever again. No. Like, fuck you. Don't even try. Shane Black wrote that shit, and it was fucking a glorious fucking thing, man. Shane Black at, like, 24. Yeah, so he's a young kid. He's a kid. He's just, you're never going to get shit like nope. that. No. No. That's a serious shit you play with. Yeah, through my guess. What do you got? Mr. 38 Special. A lot of old-timers carry that. A lot of old-timers need that. <laughs> Smith and Weston. Smith and Weston. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a 38 special, but it was like a Smith and Weston, and he's just like, yeah, a lot of old times carry this. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's All right, mate. All right, mate. Let's do it next time. All right. That's it. Don't take any shit from these fucking swine, hey? All right. Yeah. Hey. You fucking right. Let's do it. Okay, you fucking wanker. That's a you fucking, you fucking cherry walker donkey cup chugger. Yeah, you mother. <laughs> or we can go down the aisle.